0: This episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming.
1: Today is Wednesday, the 10th of February, 2016. This is The Gap, episode 308. I am Luke Laurie. Job is here. What up? And Nathan Lawrence. How are you? hey yo! hey We've got to be quick. We should just jump straight in, right? Let's do it. What do you want to talk about first? Dying no, light?
0: Before we talk about anything, and we're not going to talk about Cookie Clicker yet, but before we talk about it, sure. okay, I need to, uh, because we're not allowed to click because it's too loud... You're not allowed to be playing cookie clicker right now. I don't,
1: I don't click it. I just let it do its thing itself.
0: Oh, you're all idle now, are you? Yeah. You're not even allowed to click on a golden cookie if it comes up, though.
1: After okay? now.
0: Yeah. Because if, if one comes up, you'll be tempted to click for 77 seconds.
1: Yeah, after now, after this point.
0: Okay, after right now. <laughs> I might have just clicked one. Just use the mute You're button. kidding. <laughs>
1: you better not
2: have. I did. Oh, that's fucking garbage. If we had
1: if we had cameras going right now, it would show you.
2: <laughs> so this is a real game, right? I thought you guys were, like, speaking in code.
1: No, no, it's for real. It's a real game. Anyway, um, let's talk about Dying Light, The Following.
2: Yes? I thought you were about to say The Following is about... The, that's what it's called, right? Uh, it is called Dying Light, The Following. It's not a good name, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, it's a weird release, right? It's It's DLC, but it's a year after they released the original
2: content. What I find weirdest is that it's actually part of the season pass. So, really? Wow. Yeah, I thought that they would for sure. Like, you know how people are talking about buy year one season or yeah, yeah, that doesn't count this season. Uh, not this time.
3: Hmm.
2: So because it feels like a like an expansion
1: more than DLC, yeah. because it's like a whole new area,
2: whole new area. You got buggies you got new weapon variety new enemies like yeah it is a, a sizable chunk of content which is the way that I, I like that you use the term expansion pack because that is exactly how i describe good dlc and by good dlc i mean dlc that actually has more than a couple of hours worth of content in it yeah and uh we played what four five hours maybe yeah it was a well, while it was fun did you have fun
1: I had fun. Yeah, it was. It took a little, you know, it took a, a little bit to get back into the swing of things. Um, we went out and decided to like take on Volatiles off the bat, yeah, uh, we did. At, at nighttime, um, so that uh, that put us into you know a bit of a, a, a struggle at the first. Uh, we died, uh, I think, like three or four times to start off with, and then um, after we kind of figured things out, we we sort of got moving and got back into it. But otherwise, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I think one thing that I, job i know complained about a lot was like the variety of the missions and kind of what they were doing um in the last game and, and how this one kind of changes that up a bit well hello yes. hey jeremy jeremy's in the house <laughs> we are in the middle of recording so he- <laughs> i
0: started him oh uh, easy there you go I knew it was coming i just didn't know when uh and now jeremy's here sure. uh, what's going on with your sound there jeremy
3: Wow, well, is something bad? No, I oh, know that's,
0: that's actually good. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, so you guys were talking about Dying lights, the following, and you were talking about how it's not as repeti- uh, repetitive, rather, uh, as uh, I accused it.
2: Thinly-veiled fetch quest was the phrase I used today to write about the original content as a point oh. of reference. Yep, okay. Uh, uh, but it is no longer. Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit of variety, and I found the missions to be interesting, even if the kind of... Ch- talky cutscenes really really quickly outlive or outlast whatever the fucking term is they they get boring really quick despite how beautiful the characters are on ultra settings um it's also very start-stop much like the last game in the first hour luke and we uh ran to a lot of people and talked about a lot of things before we got to do anything didn't we luke yeah which sucks especially for an expansion because they're sort of saying that they if you're bringing a character across, it should be at least a certain level. I think, you know, 19 or 20 was the the recommended level, which suggests that you would have at least played a decent chunk of the core cool game before mm-hmm. jumping over into the DLC. Um, and you certainly probably would want to do that because there are a lot of zombies, um, and and it's a lot more open. It's interesting because obviously the the biggest selling point of the original game was the free running, yeah, uh, the and in board. a city the parkour yes the it makes a lot more sense to be free running anywhere everywhere and i found that to be a lot of fun but this has a lot more open areas which i guess is why they've included the buggies what did you think of the buggies luke
1: um yeah it's interesting because like as you said the the parkour was a big uh component of the original game um and i I was kind of like well why would you put in vehicles when i could just run really coolly everywhere but I think it works, um, mainly because they've added that whole new school tree to it, so you can upgrade your your car and have all these ridiculously crazy things uh, happen to it. And also just going around and like kicking Nathan's car or running him off the road. <laughs> things like that is,
2: is pretty fun. There was a long time... Uh, where Luke didn't know how to get out of his car, so he was kicking his way out of the car. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I still don't know how to get out. Well, I'm not going to tell you because it's how hilarious. How does that work? I feel like I, it's the E button or something. But I don't want to be the guy that points out that it's probably the same button that gets you into the buggy, but, you know, it's probably the same button that gets you into the buggy, Luke. <laughs> that could be the thing. I
1: could be pressing E and then kind of being like, well, nothing's happening, and then just pressing F and then him getting out and just kicking straight away. I'm like, oh, well, that works.
2: Maybe like the diffuser in Siege, it requires you to hold down a button. Fuck that button, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hit on a sore point. Excellent.
0: I do I do enjoy like how people don't seem to look at the prompt before they start to try to diffuse and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm in, you know, within two kilometers of the diffuse point, so fuck it, I'll try and diffuse right here and then they drop it, and then they pick it up again, and then they drop it and they pick it up again. Sorry, we're not talking about Rainbow Six yet. No, not yet. It's my bad.
2: Give it time. That was my bad for... Uh, shouldn't have brought it me. up. Yeah, you shouldn't I shouldn't have. have.
0: Shouldn't, shouldn't have, have, have loaded me up on that one. Um, <laughs> I was going to okay. say, uh, so you, it recommends you're level 20 before you jump in, right? Yes. Uh, what happens if you jump in and you're a higher level?
1: Uh, is 20 the max?
0: 20 is not the max. It's like 50 or something, isn't it?
1: I'm okay. pretty
2: sure, yeah, it went pretty high. I think 50 was about it.
1: It's pretty high. Um, So I actually finished the first game. uh, Nathan, I don't know if he did. Not on PC. But but we were different levels when we jumped in. I think I was about four or five levels higher than you. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it seemed to scale or something because I didn't have like any. They weren't like uh, underpowered or anything like that. I still had a bit of trouble killing them. Right. Um, You know, one or two hits for each one. But. Yeah, like it's fun. It's really fun. Like going in, we went on into a uh, the volatile cave where these guys breed. This is like one of the first missions we did. Uh, at Which is night. very hard, by the way. Yeah. Sure. Now at night we had to go in and clear them out. Basically, they're out in the wild at this stage because they're not they're not in there. Um, and it took us a little while to do that. So, but by the time we finished, it was daytime, and all the volatiles had come back into the cave, uh, and we were just getting like throwing flares, like UV flares, down on the ground and. Nathan would be hitting a hitting couple, uh, couple of them with his, like, bats or something, and then he would need to repair his bat because it was broken, and then I'd have to heal because I'm an idiot, and I jumped down and fell off something, and he'd have to come get me. But, like, just having to, like, rely on each other to, to try and get through this massive maze of cave uh, and figure out what we had to do was, was a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: I yeah, found cool. that it was Dying Light, even the core game, was because um, I played through it again, With um, my girlfriend on PS4, and I found that it was actually a lot more fun cooperatively, and it opened up tactical possibilities. Like even simple stuff, like being able to attract a horde by just slashing the shit out of them, so they'd all surge one way, and then letting someone come through from behind and do some super attack, or you know, the double-handed hammer kind of ground strike you could do, and things like that. Like it freed up space to be able to test out, like use it as a weapons range, basically. but certainly in this it was a lot more fun I mean like they've got um Techland has the competitive element down pat really well uh, I was constantly inviting Luke to do challenges against me whether it was <laughs> running from A to B driving from A to B or zombie killing he's much better at zombie killing than I am which is a shame
1: yeah you learned um, that the hard way
2: surprising the guy much better at driving than he is which is also surprising
0: <laughs> it's probably helpful that you can actually get in and out of a car that's probably like step one to being better at driving
2: <laughs> well this was when we're already in the car because it, it does keep it fair when you do those right. challenges. it right. doesn't just like let you go oh i'm two kilometers ahead let's start yeah. right
1: the problem with the car challenges i found was that uh, the mini map is quite zoomed in so you don't really get a perspective of where you should be driving to um so the only way you can kind of figure it out is open up the the main map
2: but that obviously obscures your view so i don't find that i just went towards the like little blue arrow that was on the corner of the mini-map just, but I, like just, i do that a couple of times and I end up
1: in a fucking area where there was a giant wall kind of blocking me off where i should turn and just weird shit like that
2: yeah, I don't know that.
1: I would have liked there to be a way you could zoom that minimap out. Maybe there is, but I couldn't figure it out while we were playing.
2: Yeah, I I had a lot of fun with it. Um we were at about what 64% done on the main story after- Yeah. Four or five hours, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it just felt like there was so many side missions and little random emergent events, and we we took on some giant boss zombie, which was just a bigger version of something I'd fought in the main game. I'm sure you had as well, Luke. Yeah. But you know, he he was tough. You had to like yeah. beat the shit out of him until his armor came off, and then you could attack him on his weak points and get rid of armor on other parts of his body and it was like it was a fun really fun fight yeah we had to kind of of like kite him around this backyard
1: Um, otherwise he would have just smashed us but yeah I I really enjoyed the first game and I think um, what they've done here is more like an experiment I think to try and see what they can do with the next game and and toy with it because it's it's super weird to have like a release a year after um, the first one and then be like yeah it's DLC and then have it be a lot of extra content it just seems super strange um, but it's a cool direction, like adding that extra skill tree. I think there's two extra skill trees. Yeah. Uh, there was, yeah, there was one in there I haven't seen before, and that seems like um, something. Nathan was saying once you unlock an entire uh, like skill tree, like a survivor or um, like the buggy one or something, you get this extra one you can start working on. Oh, okay. But I didn't even get a chance to look in what is in that area, so that could be quite interesting.
2: Cool. Know, but it generally seems that like it wasn't just I mean it might be that it's only say three to five hours of main story stuff and the story is pretty crazy and out there um, yeah. like some crazy cult that Claims to have a cure for zombie bites, and and the zombies don't attack them when they're under the influence of the the mother figure or something. It was it was interesting, but like also incredibly out there. Um, as much as one can be in a zombie game, yeah. I suppose. Um, which was like, I mean, they they tried to keep it a bit more grounded. I feel I felt in terms of the core game, but this one was a little bit more more open. But like, there's got to be at least a dozen, if not more, hours. I mean, they were claiming that there was. I think 20 or 30 hours worth of content in there, which, which is good, but I actually really like this idea. I'm a, I'm a fan of what Relic Entertainment has done with uh, Company of Heroes 2, and when I interviewed them a couple of years ago, they said that they had a six-year plan for Company of Heroes 2 in terms of content releases. I think that if you make a, a core, stable uh, game, there's no reason why you shouldn't just be able to build on that with expansion packs priced at a reasonable price. I mean, with this one, if you bought the season pass, you got it for free, which just boggles the mind. Hmm. Um, which is awesome. But I really wish that more people would do that, because I mean, why do we need Dying Light 2 if for the next year or two, every six months, they're releasing some sizable chunk of content um, and, and it expands on the game and it adds new elements and things and it, and it feels less, I guess, tacky when the inevitable Dying Light 2 happens and it just yeah. has... Like, like basically what you'd expect from this expansion pack. Oh, we've added more weapon variety. We've listened to your criticisms about mission structure, but we've also added vehicles. You know, like, it seems like the sort of bullet points that you expect for your average AAA game to say, like, we've made a great sequel, and really they've just done minimal effort.
1: Yeah. But that sells. Mm. Like, that, it gets numbers, whereas this isn't going to sell that well. Do you reckon? Um, no, I, I think it's it's too late in the cycle. Like, people have been like, yeah, I've played that. That was cool, um, but I'm not going to fork out I don't know how much it is. What, fifteen twenty bucks?
2: Um, for-, for the season pass, I guess. If you've but they've also released the definitive edition alongside it. So if you'd never bought Dying Light, you can buy the first full game with all of the improvements that they made, plus all the DLC for that, plus the following. So I don't know, man. If you, if you missed it, and this is still technically well, not really at all. Is it not a lull time anymore?
1: It's twenty bucks on the Steam Store US. So what, twenty five dollars here? Thirty dollars for about
2: twenty hours worth of stuff. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, (coughs) If you liked Dying Light, of course, then you should dig the hell out of this. Yeah, there's, there's still. I mean, I've noticed there was a couple of patches since we played Luke, but I'm not sure what was happening on your machine. But I was getting random frame drops down to about thirty, and it never went below thirty, which was just bizarre. But that reminded me of what happened with the launch of Dying Light because they hadn't optimized, I think, the CPU stuff, and it would yeah. the framework would get worse the longer that you played. It probably had memory leak shit going on as well, but they fixed that one really quickly, and I also noticed that because of the longer view distances, I mean, they obviously were able to cheat a bit uh, in Haran, the city, because it looked like there was always lots of zombies on screen but there was also lots of buildings blocking the long line of sight i found that i was noticing a lot of pop in even though i had the view distance set to full oh,
3: okay
1: you i i had my view distance on like halfway so <laughs> right
2: so you're I'm like not, oh well, that makes sense
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not too sure i didn't notice i wasn't looking too much i was busy killing zombies um so no i didn't notice it as much as you nathan
2: well, so it's more noticeable, I guess, when you're in the buggies because you're moving faster, and then you you'd see like an empty field, and then it would suddenly, the closer you Populate, got, become yeah. populated with waves and waves of zombies, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, that kind of destroys immersion a bit, but <clears throat> so yeah. hopefully they can fix that too. Anyway, it's good. Check it out.
0: Nice, John, Have you checked out the new expansion pack or DLC for Dying Light?
3: Nah, it hasn't even been on my radar.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely wasn't on mine, obviously. I didn't like the initial game, but uh, you were a fan of the original wing?
3: Yeah, I kind of liked it. Mm. Um, I wasn't, like, amazed by it, but um, I, yeah. I had fun with it. Yeah. yeah. There's new weapons and stuff
1: uh, crossbows, um, different types of swords,
3: yeah. landmines. Different Land types swords of
0: swords. I would, swords I would like. Yeah. It was already swords. I it remember. Was. In my playthrough, I got this fucking katana. And uh, because of the many bugs that encountered me during my playthrough, I got this katana that did like 2200 damage out of the back of a police van. And uh, I was like level fucking five or some shit. And uh, so this thing was cleaving everything in like one hit it was just like banana's shit it was like i'd found some sort of sword of legend but it was really just any old katana that you find in the back of a police van that yeah. for some reason it, like the game thought i was supposed to get loot that was about 15 levels above me
1: yeah yeah good times cool um, Is a police branded katana
0: is it a SWAT uh, katana? SWAT katana, yeah.
1: <laughs> what? I've never heard of one of these. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, That's what the you know the next uh, operators in Rainbow are going to have. Wow, just swords. Just swords. They're just going to have straight up swords. Yep. Are they foam swords or? no? Nah. Just proper swords?
3: Actual, factual swords. All right, fuck it. it kind of yeah. makes sense. I mean, if you had someone in Rainbow Six that just walked in with a suit of plate armor. Right. Ned Kelly style.
0: Uh... They die very quickly because modern bullets just rip through plate metal.
3: But they'd like, make it thick.
0: How thick? Like it'd have to be so thick that you'd never be able to move. Like, you'd, like even someone wearing a, a bomb disposal outfit could get wrecked <laughs> by certain, some guns. So, do uh,
3: um, you not need to walk? Just have someone
0: wheel you in. Ah, that's a good idea. Hmm. So it's 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 like the Chogal of. uh... Yeah, Amo 6, you've got one person who will wheel you in, and all they do is move you around, and you just have, you've got two guns.
3: You just stand there.
0: Yeah, and you just Rambo it. Yeah, and you just Rambo everything. And, like, your two guns have, like, they're both, like, saws. So, uh, you've got, like, 250 ammo each, and you can just fire fucking days. And they shoot plasma bullets. And then the person inside is gonna be like,
3: do I actually need to be in this thing?
0: Yeah, no, and then, yeah, do you are uh, you use drones to push it around, and so the person inside no longer has to be inside of it. Uh,
3: it's still just go in with a mech.
0: Yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> or missiles from <laughs> a, a phone plane, phone. plane that just blow up the house.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Now, I guess you could use one of those smaller mechs from Hawken. Oh yeah, like Mech Warrior mechs that are like twenty stories tall. There were smaller mechs in Mech Warrior. I mean they were
0: always yeah. shit and nobody ever oh, to, that. that's true or, only a few times bigger than a person right <laughs> only a few times bigger than a person
3: yeah
0: As, like, there, a,
3: like skyscraper size
0: oh not really not really only the
1: like super big ones the
0: hundred tonners the atlases
3: yeah. man
1: um, I'm so fucking lost I don't know what you guys are on <laughs> about Mechs? Are you talking about that fucking Guillermo del Toro film? Is that what's going on? Uh, Pacific Rim?
0: I don't fucking think so. No?
1: Could you imagine a game
0: that was where. Like, could you imagine. The new Rainbow Six Class Kaiju. Oh my god. How good would it be? Each operator controls a body part. Yes.
3: (laughs) All all five. I'm waiting for that to happen, Heroes of the Storm. Like, I'm waiting for them to release a hero that's like like five people control it
0: <laughs> like does it oh my god oh my god like so it'd be like fucking voltron right and like they're just sort of yeah, just zooming yeah. around the map and then when they do their alts they form
3: they yeah it's
0: a one and they just fucking wreck shit yeah. that'd be fucking spectacular
3: it'd be a bit like quap the <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like if you actually had to move like if you actually had it like that like right leg goes first then left leg and stuff like that. yeah That would be amazing to watch. That would be amazing. <clears throat> I love it.
1: Yeah. Um All right. Um anyway, Jeremy the Storm
0: John? No, no. You've been playing
1: before. No, that, I don't yeah. Tell us quickly. No, before that. Um Sorry. I was going to say before that. Let's, before... Have, let's have a casual chat before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we went uh we went drinking on uh when, Thursday last week or something? Oh, yeah. We went drinking Thursday last week and caught up with uh, uh, Randy, who's the managing editor of uh, GameSpot in the <laughs> US. Um, but while we were drinking, Jeremy had these little tablets, Yeah, um, which I think you've talked about on this show before, right?
3: Yeah, they make you feel really good.
1: They make, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Feel- yeah, this is the drug <laughs> podcast, so...
0: Yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You guys so, had
1: ecstasy. Go on. We, we had a bit of e, yeah, <laughs> which makes everything taste um different, like weird, right? Yeah. And this one you had was like a berry or something.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> okay, it's so, a, um berry, and it doesn't say what berry it makes it taste like, but um, it's just called it um berry. <laughs> yeah, just like berry. So the idea is you put it on your tongue, you let it dissolve. It takes a
1: couple of minutes. Oh, it's and
3: just the, makes sour shit sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. Makes everything taste like, yeah, that oh, one berry. the oh. berry. So
1: we, we had a couple, I don't know, I think Jeremy, myself, some of the Gangsport guys or
3: something. Sorry, um, had one, uh, Jess had one. Jess
1: had one, yeah. And then I think Jeremy brought some chips to the table, yeah. or someone brought some chips, and we're eating these chips, and we're like, this fucking thing doesn't work, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> these, yeah,
3: but chips, these the chips, because the chips like, Sour cream and onion, or something like that. Yeah. I oh, know. Sorry. It was like honey honey and something. Yeah. And then, so they, the chips still tasted like normal chips. But then when you tasted a beer. We had a beer. Oh goodness, it was so weird. It was like, it tasted like these berries. And it wasn't bitter at all. It was just like sweet berries. Like sweet beer. It was we, fucking crazy. Every time we took a sip, we were like, what? That's too
1: weird. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I mean, and then you'd have a chip to like. Go back to normally
3: like the dip fucking yeah. tastes the
1: same but beer is weird
3: and like you know if I were to guess what would taste like berries and what wouldn't I would guess that the the super bitter beer would you know retain its taste but no oh that so was tricky. anyway I, I just wanted to bring That's my, that up. Uh, my whole perspective on things <laughs> yeah yeah it was
1: funny and I just wanted to rub it in because Joe didn't come Oh yeah,
3: cop that job. Job was like, I don't have money, and I was like, I'll buy you a beer. Yep, I neglected to say it was. You know, I was kind of making it my birthday thing as well.
0: Oh, you did neglect to
1: say
3: that. You no. didn't say that to me. Fucking hell! I didn't really say it to anyone. <laughs> smooth because <laughs> that's I'm shit with stuff like that. <laughs> when my actual birthday happened, I was too busy with the pilot, so I just said I'm postponing my birthday. And then I just sort of took the next opportunity at the pub to just be like, This is my birthday. Yay. Hmm. So those were birthday berries. Well
1: nice. shit. And we ate half of them, so thank you.
3: <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> um, um happy birthday, John. Thank you. Damn. Damn. Yeah. It was a while ago though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was mid gen. Yep. So a month.
1: Yeah. Um So, HOTS, what's going on with HOTS? New characters released
3: uh, in a new patch today or something like that? Uh, No, we're still on that that patch that happened, the Li Ming patch. Oh, okay. Um, So... Yeah, that was last week, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think I talked a little bit about um, Li Ming last week, but um, basically she's getting picked every match. Yeah. And um, she's she's definitely OP. Right. And... um, everyone sort of acknowledges that the degree to which she's OP is up for debate. Um, but everyone kind of agrees that she needs a nerf. Uh, when you go into a draft game, it's instant pick Li Ming first. Right. And, um, it's just like, yeah, if you've got like, if, the only re- reason people wouldn't pick Leeming uh, first pick is if they didn't pay the $10 or $13 to get Li Ming. Yeah. Um, in which case their team will rage at them, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So she basically just does like ridiculous. I mean, she can she can one shot a lot of heroes in the game right now, right? Um, by doing this special combo. And uh, the devs intended her to be like a high skill floor, high skill ceiling hero. Hmm. Uh, but there's one talent in particular that's bringing that skill floor really low, right? Uh, and it's making th- this this combo that she has to pull off is just really easy. Um, so basically, like she definitely would have her limitations um, kind of, but for this talent. But um, what it does is, like you know how she fires out an orb? She fires out this orb like that gets stronger as it goes along. So the more distance it travels, the stronger it is. Which means that like she can be quite useless if she's fighting an enemy in the middle of a minion wave. So, like, anything that blocks her orb um, kind of makes her a bit redundant. So, like, anyone who summons stuff, like Nazebo summons stuff, or Asmodan summons stuff, you can basically, like, summon stuff right in front of her, and she can't fire her crap at you. Um, So that's one of the limitations that she has. But, like, um, the talent that she gets is where if the orb hits, it brings everything that it hits into the center of the orb. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she has another ability called Magic Missiles, which sends like missiles out and then in, right? So the fact that it, you send them, it, the fact that it goes out and then in, and then where the missiles meet is where your mouse cursor was when you fired it. So it right, could yeah. be like a short range thing. It could be a long range thing depending on where your mouse was. Um, but basically it, the the devs intended it to be like a, a prediction thing. So it's like you have to predict the exact point that your enemy is going to be in a second, Um, for the, all three of those missiles to hit. But because of the, because the orb actually pulls things to its center, all you have to do is aim the missiles at the center of the orb. Of course. So, um, and then you get a talent where, um, you fire five magic missiles instead of three. And then you get a talent where it's like if three missiles hit the same target, the damage is increased. And then you get a few more talents that all increase ability damage. And all of a sudden you're this fucking ridiculous thing that just like, you, you fire the orb at the general vicinity of where an enemy is going to be and then fire the missiles towards the center of the orb and then everything hits and then you trigger your ult, which is like the giant disintegration laser on top of it and that pretty much finishes off a lot of heroes in, in like a sort of one combo 100% health to 0% health scenario um, so basically if you hit with the orb they're dead um so a lot of people are doing that combo it's an easy combo to pull off and dustin browder has tweeted he's gone like yeah uh it's like a a level four talent yeah so you get to do that combo from very early game and so he's tweeted like yeah maybe we should move that to like level 16 talent so it's competing with some more powerful talents um, but, uh, yeah, some people are saying, yeah, if if they did that, she might be okay. And other people are like, no, nah, she can still one-shot people. And her range is longer than any structure range. So she can sit outside of a oh, fort okay. and just, like, bombard it. I think someone calculated it takes, like, 23, 24 seconds or something like that. Actually, no, sorry, it might be, like, a minute 23 or something like that for her at level 1 to take out a fort. <laughs> so um, That's got to be, like, nearly Sergeant Hammer. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, she can just, like, if no one's bothering her, she can just sit there bombarding a tower, take out two towers before the first objective spawns and stuff. That's crazy. So, I've been playing a lot of her. um, (laughs) (laughs) And I've been winning. And she is fun to play as well. So, it's like, and it just adds to the fun that you're so overpowered. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, people, like, the whole meta at the moment is revolving around how do we kill Li Ming? Um, and another overpowered hero at the moment is Rhaegar. Uh, they buffed Rhaegar, so his win rate's gone up 15%. Just so um, <laughs> basically everyone's just going Leeming and Rhaegar and Muradin, and Kael'thas is still powerful. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's what Hots is like at the moment. Um, is there yeah. is there a place where you can go and look at stats like that to see who has... Yeah. Okay. This is a great place, actually. There's a dude that runs a site called Hotslogs. Okay. Um, and if you, like, basically everyone has Hotslogs uploader on their machine, like I do. And then you just start up the uploader and it sends all the recorded files to their server. Uh, and it's, it tries to tell you your real MMR. Um, and then you can log on to it and look at your profile and goes, oh, God, that's that's my actual rank yeah. instead of the illusory rank that hot skips you. And then it has like stats on the front page of like what the win rates are of all the heroes and all the roles and all the maps and stuff like that. So it's pretty useful. Um, yeah, and like it's weird. It's kind of like some people are saying this, this latest patch is the biggest failure they've done because like they reworked two heroes. One of them was Regar one of them was Nova. And uh, both of them that they reworked, like Regar went straight to the top um, like increased win rate of 15% ridiculously OP and then the other one Nova went straight to the bottom like she's the most useless hero now mm. um, so yeah some people are using that as a reason to say this is their biggest failure of a patch but uh, I don't know if I'd go that far like the Toronto meta that was around for two and a half months or whatever that's uh, less a thing now so that's good I guess. The what <laughs> sorry? The what meta? The Tyrande meta like <laughs> For two and a half months, all anyone picked was like Tyrande, Kael'thas, Diablo. Uh, Um, Yeah, yeah. And Tyrande was like the big cheese, like everyone just wanted her. Mm -hmm. So that's over now, which is something. Yeah. And so I I suppose
0: they. um, uh, there must be some cynics out there who are accusing Blizzard of doing this on purpose, right?
3: Yeah, and you know, I used to be one of them, except like, the last few heroes have been a bit shit so right like i don't know i mean yeah maybe like maybe it's the whole i mean because you look at it and you're like how is this not overpowered yeah but um yeah the, the ones that came before like chogol's win rate i mean chogol was free anyway but his yeah. win rate was ridiculously low uh luna was like bugged in a bad way when she came out and her win rate was ridiculously low Yep. Yeah. um who else? Grayman. Grayman was okay. Uh, he certainly wasn't OP. Um, I'm th- trying to think of a few before that, but there was like a couple before that as well where it's like they were underpowered on release, and it's been it's yeah. been that way for like three, four heroes. Right. So Li Ming is the first one in a while where it's been like okay, bye before the nerf.
0: Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. Cool. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? XCOM Two. Um.
1: Yeah, or should we wait? We'll do that last. Right? Uh, no, why? I don't know. I just feel like we'll go... Don't we normally go the latest releases last? Um,
0: it seems... Well, we can't do Siege yet. Can't do Rise of the Tomb Raider yet. Why can't we do XCOM? Huh? We can do XCOM. Why can not we do say. XCOM?
1: Has Nathan not played it? No, he hasn't. Oh, okay. Let's do XCOM then.
0: Let's do <laughs> XCOM then. Uh, so who's
1: been playing? Jeremy reviewed it. I guess, so he's
0: finished it. Last week. Uh, he loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing, <laughs> playing it anymore.
3: But yeah,
0: don't worry uh, about spoiling for me. Yep, uh, d- don't worry about spoiling from me. Uh, I've been getting destroyed. Like it's <laughs> fucking demoralising. It's probably demoralising <laughs> the way this game fucking ruins me. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's lo- it's just like take no holes Fucking uh, sorry, hold it, like just take no prisoners and ho- like fucking just fuck you up. Shit, like. It can all People be okay. People go unconscious and, you, like, you just fucked. You're like, yeah. oh, Christ. Like, Have think you're good ha- at video games? No, get fucked. Have you been the evac-ing?
3: Uh,
0: Yeah, like, out of necessity. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> yes. uh, but but
3: That's then what I'm like, oh, holy uh, fuck. It helped me. When I started, like, evacking, it helped me a little bit. When I was like, someone would go unconscious or whatever, and then I would pick them up and then evac... And it's like you're, you're without the two people for the rest of the mission, but at least they don't die. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: it's like a proper nightmare scenario because you get fucking... You get knocked unconscious so quickly. Um, the tutorial fucks you. Like, my, yeah,
3: yeah, advice.
0: my yeah. strongest advice is to start over. Not This is uh, advice given to me by uh, an XCOM semi-pro uh, Barry Bruce. The dude plays... XCOM for days uh and he was getting destroyed he had to drop from veteran if i recall correctly he had to drop from that uh and then he's like hang on i'll just fucking i'm just gonna start over i started over back on veteran uh and uh didn't build um the fucking relay first he built um the guerrilla tactics yeah yeah first yeah so much easier like okay so much easier is sort of i don't know it's like twice as easy but you're still trying to bail out the titanic using a fucking thimble it's just a thimble that's twice as big now
3: another thing that's really important is the other troop facility um like if you staff an engineer there it it, like halves the time that your troops are the healing so that's like that's huge because I found that my troops got injured so much and they were out for so long that Mm -hmm. I basically had to have Two and a half different squads. Yeah, that I was leveling up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it seems like so far, huh? managing that side, like that side of troop management, has been so much more important in this game mm. um, than in the previous XCOM. Like it was obviously always important, but like people are just either dead or unconscious constantly, and they're out for the ages yeah and yeah and yeah once they're out they're out for fucking forever like finishing a finishing a mission with a, like two critically wounded soldiers mm. is as close is basically a fail for me like if i finish with yeah. three yeah i will start over like it's so- no fucking point <laughs> you might as well start over because you're fucked
1: yeah my uh, the advice and stuff that i write on a lot of the reviews and like on GAF and that sort of stuff was drop the difficulty. And I did that. I dropped it from uh, the regular difficulty down to, I guess, the lowest, which is
3: the one (laughs) below regular
1: because it's like three more above regular. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's a lot more manageable. It is.
3: Does it affect the percentage chance to hit or is it
1: only there? I think it's only there. Health pool, isn't it? I don't know if it's their health pool, but it, it seems like maybe their tactics are less aggressive Yeah, Um, stuff like that but it's much more manageable it's still challenging but you're not getting like fucking overwhelmed with all this this bullshit um because you're not only managing like the stuff on the ground but you're playing like this meta game with all the the building and and managing like your resources managing what missions you should go on because if you don't go on a certain mission then that's got ramifications and that can up in a certain way
3: and I imagine the difficulty level affects that as well. Like, they probably finish the facilities quicker and stuff. I
1: don't I don't know. Like, I'm 15. I'm just looking now. I'm 15 hours in. Um, and I dropped it after, like, the fifth mission or something. Because I was just like... I'll, basically, I was getting sick of getting to the end of a mission or getting halfway through and having most of my guys wiped out. Um, yeah. or, 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 like, getting to one round where I would get to a point and... It would three guys would spawn in, three aliens would, yeah. would come in and they would have their go and just wipe out, like, two of my people and I'm just like, well, yeah. fuck. Um, so I'm saving a lot and I'm also... Uh, I dropped difficulty because I was just like, fuck it. Whenever anyone dies on my team, I'm just like, reload. Fuck it, I'm going to yeah. reload. I'm not spending, you know, what could be 30 hours to get to a point where I may not finish the game yeah. because <laughs> I'll fucking lose and I don't want that to happen. Um, I, I want to get to, like... I I want to get to a point where I finish it and then go alright I know what the fucking the end game is now I'll play it on a normal difficulty where I understand what I should be building what I should be doing I don't want to spend 25 hours and they'd be like oh fuck I didn't do this because like you guys mentioned before you should build a guerrilla tactics uh, what is it GTS or something like that yeah 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 Uh, Mm -hmm. I've not got one yet because right. I was fucking around with other stuff and building other facilities. So you're going into mission, how
0: far are you? Yeah, you're like, yeah, for, you for fucking
1: yeah. six or seven missions in and you've only got four. I don't even know how you're doing it.
2: Oh, I genuinely don't man.
0: know
1: how you're managing. Because-, but the, the, because I'm managing by restarting, going back every uh, three steps before, because it does, it does a much better job of saving this time around. Yeah. It, um, I think it saves your last three turns as well as uh, you, know, you can go in there and manually save it. Uh, so i would i would just go back three times and be like all right well i know what the fuck is coming up i'll just wipe out i'll be careful i won't overstep i'll put them all on overwatch and i'll send one guy in and then at least i'll kill maybe two of them when they, they show up um but the the thing was like when you look at that screen it's like get an extra unit you'll get if you build a gts or something i'm like what the fuck is a gts and, and then it, it took me a good while and i was like oh it's that fucking gorilla facility. Like, if it would, it would have said gorilla, blah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's what it is. But instead, I kept looking at that gorilla facility and being like, I don't need that. Like, that sounds like horseshit. Can I, can I be 100% <laughs> frank?
0: Yeah. I think XCOM 2's tutorial might be the worst tutorial in a game forever. Like, no. forever. It teaches you, like, everything it teaches you is setting you up <laughs> to fail. It is. It is it almost seems fucking malevolent. It almost seems like they did it on purpose to fuck with you because they <laughs> teach you to move your each like each uh, unit hmm. once, like to take both stages Dash. of their move. Yeah, so they they teach you to do that. They teach you like also to like move and fire at the same fucking time. Like that's not how you're supposed to play. That is exactly how you fucking lose. That is the worst habit to <laughs> learn. Uh, you should be moving everyone in their first phase first, and then you move the second. You do your second phase after you see what fucking happens. That's how you avoid getting fucked half the time. But I'll no, it's
3: a uh, uh, good. good habit. It's for when something like that happens, like what Luke was saying. When it's like because it really does suck when it's like you move your last person, and then you accidentally stumble on someone who you didn't think was there, and then they get their turn, mm-hmm. and then they kill someone. But if you have a grenadier. Um, who can flash them Then, um, as I was saying last time, like the AI acts differently, and they're disoriented, so they get name penalty. So, right. um, yep. if you just got like, I mean, I go in with four grenadiers, but yeah. like if your last guy left the grenadier, and then you can flash him with that giant radius, it really saves your ass.
0: Yeah, uh, I've I've been tooling towards as many grenadiers as I could have yeah. because I don't of know of what you you're guys- saying.
3: But like, and you guys tell me if you found this as well. But like, when I was playing the review copy, um, I noticed that like there was a lot of situations where I was looking at someone and they did not have like they had hard cover, but the hard cover was was at a great angle for me, the person who wants to shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can see most of their body. Yep. My line of sight is to most of their body, so they're not very well covered at all. But still, the percentage chance to hit is very low. So um, that's why I started going explosives more often than not because I was like these percentage chance to hit are a bit bullshit, so I'm gonna go for the guaranteed damage. No, I've I've been noticing that a little bit, like not heaps, but uh,
0: too many times for me to be comfortable with it. Which is yeah, it's that and your advice is basically why I've I've gone as many demos as I can. It's like at the end of the day, it's just better to mitigate that. You don't want to be put in a situation where that's all you can like, all you can do about it is fucking wait for them to move or take some pot shots
3: at fucking roll the die at 18%. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. And they might have only like three health left. Yeah. Um, which would be perfect for like a, a basic, you know, tier one grenade. Um, but then it's like, I'm not going to use three people to shoot at them with 40% chance to hit, even though it kind of looks like, uh, it shouldn't be hard cover. Mm -hmm. um or you know just natum whatever yep yep yeah exactly um but
0: yeah i uh i am a fan it's just draining it's so draining it's (laughs) way more
1: draining than xcom one ever was for me yeah Uh it's just because it's so like it's just so hard it's difficult um that you know you're thinking about every move Yep. and it, it just ends up to be, it's so draining <laughs> yeah yeah it just it feels like fucking work yeah. like I like it I'm enjoying myself
0: but Jesus Christ I can only do about a mission uh, <laughs> every couple of hours because yeah. A the mission takes me a couple of hours and B afterwards I need a break I one, just need to rest
1: one thing I would also recommend um that I noticed is if you find you're struggling on a certain mission um you know you can't get past it or something if you're doing the same sort of thing i'm doing where i just reload a checkpoint uh if you go back to a point before you get into that mission and mm. then do it again it'll regenerate the map so you'll have a different yeah, map yeah. and That's and sometimes the nice. layout will be a bit better in terms of your advantage so you might find it easier to get through i did one the other night where i was just getting stomped like three rounds straight Um, and I didn't really know what to do because it's one of those timed missions where you've got eight steps to try and go and do this thing Uh, but there's fucking 12 dudes like around me just firing in all cylinders so I was like man fuck this I'm clearly doing something wrong Uh, I'm not sure so I went back out to my previous save before I jumped into the the mission because I I usually save before I jump in just Mm -hmm. in case and when I jumped back in, I had a different... The map was different laid out. So, I, you know, I had better sniper uh, spots and that sort of thing. So, it worked in my favor and I got a first round. So, I, uh, I had one
0: mission. One of the... I think it's the second one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I was talking to the guys when they did the preview for the game, they were saying that there's hard limits uh, for how far cover can be spaced apart. I must have been smack bang on that hard (laughs) limit because yeah it was like literally everything i could do to actually put my guys in cover every and like sometimes i in one case i had to leave a person behind because there wasn't enough fucking cover for them to actually hide behind like there was enough for three of them to hide behind and uh yeah one guy had to fucking stay back it's just bananas man like just fucking hell Mm. uh (laughs) reloaded the mission and uh i started with a significant advantage <laughs> like a proper uh up up high two-story building like i can see everything this is fucking awesome my sniper is perfectly perched yeah beautiful shit yeah it's a it's a big swing when that happens are you finding the sniper useful um not really really uh, okay wow i don't, I, I yeah uh i don't find her to bring that much to the table um she tends to just oh no there's been a few instances where she's been the like when they come in the reinforcements come in and they come in from behind uh she's like just fucking ripe for the taking she's sitting there waiting for them to destroy her because she's just been oh yeah hi uh yeah, I guess I am significantly far back from the rest of my team. Because, you know, they can see, like, I can see whatever they can see. So, I've got line on sight on fucking everything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, now I'm completely fucked. So, yeah, that's that's happened uh, twice now. And I just can't. Oh. Uh, huh. So, yeah, I I think, like, she's, I, I think my sniper might be one of, if not the highest level uh, the best fucking unit oh. I've got. So that's oh, so, disappointing. She, she's not max rank. Is she, uh, she's not max yet. No. Okay.
3: I think, cause you know, I found the same, like I, I actually abandoned snipers yep. altogether. Um, cause I just found they were just missing all the time. Yeah. And, um, then later in the game, I think I had the option to like, uh, get a sniper if I paid some money or something. And he was like max rank. Hmm. So I tried him out. I was like, oh, I'll bring you in. And I was like in a really good position in that game. So I had like money to waste and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I will pay to have your plasma sniper rifle created and stuff. And I did all that. And then, yeah, max rank sniper, that was okay. Because like I also gave him like the aim implants and the scope. Oh, yeah. Like all that shit to help him out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Max rank with all those upgrades. I was like, okay, he's actually hitting stuff, and that's all right. Because then, like, you actually get a hundred percent chance to hit on a lot of those shots.
1: Yeah, usually. So,
3: like, if there's no cover, it's a hundred percent chance to. Hit. And sometimes, even if there was cover. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, okay, I can do that. Like hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. but If if it's ninety nine percent, I'm like, fuck, I'm not trusting you, XCOM. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I, I I usually go. I'll um put
3: them on uh. Deadeye, Have you got that skill as well? Oh uh, yeah, which oh uh, yeah, that was the one where you reduce chance to hit but more damage. More damage. Yeah. If they have oh, got yeah. a high
1: percentage, like a hundred percent, then I'll be like, yeah, fuck, let's do it. <laughs> you
0: roll die, I'm all about huh? the die. Guaranteed
3: damage. I never used uh, dead eye. Really, I'm all about the guaranteed damage.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer knowing I'm going to hit as opposed to hitting harder. I, it's just. I don't know. I just f- spent too much time getting fucked. I, <laughs> I was so gung-ho playing the preview about taking as many chances as I could, but now that I'm in, I just want to win. I just want yeah. to be victorious. I, That's true. Like, can't bear to risk shit uh, that might cost me you the You don't
3: fun, have yeah. to risk it. like Because when I go in with Grenadiers, it's like you get to a stage where each Grenadier is bringing like four grenades. Yeah. So um, And then you get the thing where it's like you can fire two grenades in one turn. So um you're not running out like <laughs> you've got all the grenades you need to get to the end of the level and um yeah. then <laughs> yeah. if it's like if the grenades blow up the cover as well so then that creates uh, more of a chance to hit with guns. Yep. I like taking uh my sword lady
1: out on missions. Oh yeah. And she just fucking stabs everybody. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's got the most kills. Really? Yeah, because I just someone will be behind cover i'm like man i can't fucking get to them so she'll just run up because she can take basically do a dash attack um and just stab them yeah so she gets basically she gets
0: the limit of her range yeah uh and she's got about two more squares uh to move as well she can move another two on top of that for her dash attack which is yeah spectacular
1: yeah so i i use her a lot Yep. To kind of just clean up people, where it, it usually like she'll be my last resort. Like, I move her at the end mm-hmm. uh, in case I get like three people miss a shot. Um, I mean <laughs> some, some sort of desperation move, so she'll just run in, and just stab people. Yeah, usually works quite well. Only one time I've had someone retaliate
3: and block it and then stun me. Well, oh, yeah, and I, like, I oh. think that, that particular <laughs> unit you can never. Ever melee them? I think every single time I tried, they counterattacked attacked. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I really like it. It's good. It's a good game. It's just um quite difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's it, nothing wrong with that. It, you know. It's so not at all. it's so addictive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just like it's it's a case of I just have to be able to allocate not just time for the game but time for the wind down after the game as well. <laughs> And uh, that's yeah. been hampering my playtime so far.
3: I go tried on. to not like reload saves in my first go. Yeah. And, uh, I got about 15 hours in, and that was when I hard failed. Oh, yeah. And, and um, then I, for a good while, because my second run was going a lot better than my first. So for a good while, I didn't need to reload saves. But then I came across some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, that was bullshit. You yeah. came across an XCOM. Yeah, some XCOM. Yeah, it's a
0: true XCOM moment. <laughs> what was it? A five percent failure a chance, and you somehow managed to roll it. Or it was one of those. where
3: was like I had three people each with like eighty percent chance to hit. Oh my god! And yeah, you know that. Yeah. What the
1: fuck, did you miss?
3: <laughs> yeah, lose people who were like crucial, and. Uh, because yeah. the whole time I was trying to, I was treating it like a football manager. So I was thinking like so many, they, they're they injured for so long. This is kind of like um, when one of these modern football clubs has to compete in the league and the Champions League and the cup and the Club World Cup. And it's like you actually need two different squads. Yep. Um, so I was kind of doing that. But then every time I went in, um, I, I would have at least one rookie. Because like the, the rookie level units are just useless. Yep. Like I can't have that, Um, so um, yeah. Always bring in one to just sort of hang around in the background. And if like if I absolutely need someone to take a bullet, it's the rookie who's going to take it, (laughs) sacrifice himself for for the team. That's gold. (laughs) If you have someone standing out with no cover, (laughs) that's that's who the enemy's target. (laughs) Go for the other person in prime position. Did you give them appropriate names like
0: red shirt or cannon fodder?
3: Nah, I didn't edit the names at all or the backstories, oh. but I did a lot of time. I spent a lot of time uh, editing their colors and their weapons and stuff.
1: Yeah, I sent uh, I sent some of the guys some pictures. Um, I think last week or something, but there's some good ones going around. There was that Predator team. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. pretty cool. There's I like, thought
0: that was actually your team.
1: No fucking hell. I wish. <laughs> um, but the cool thing is, you can export those character profiles and give them to other people. Oh all right,
3: right. That's cool. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, the uh, Skadris over at Beta Bar mm. did a whole like Beta Bar team, cool, recreating like Meg and all that, and that was it was pretty good. It looks just like him. Yeah, I should do us. Yeah, yeah. Make Nathan, make it like available for us so everyone can have us die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, have you played it yet, Nathan?
0: Cool. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> That's real good,
1: Luke. We were, we are
0: actually going to do it. <laughs> anyone realizing he was gone yeah but you I fucked that up I thought I saw his little face pop up so it, I I, it I've seen it pop up a couple of times but I think it's just Skype being weird Right. Yeah. the wind blew over
1: at his place yeah he yeah. had to duck out for a sec but anyway it be funny. <laughs> what shall we talk about uh, Asus Legacy Esports yeah we can we can do that i guess um so i went and visited the asus rog um gaming house last week which uh jeremy spoke about uh one of them a couple weeks back the hellions i think it was yeah yeah which is it's basically just like an esports gaming house where the whole team gets together and and plays practices scrims that sort of stuff to try and make them a better team um it's quite a popular thing overseas particularly in like the asia regions um uh, where they're not really playing against too many people. Uh-huh. Um, they're kind of just, you know, practicing against their own region. So this is kind of a, something that's quite new uh, in Australia, but the thing that makes this one special is that it's got support from an uh, actual the business behind it. Uh, and it's Ace's first gaming house globally as well, right. which is kind of cool. So they've bought a, a house out in the... Um, The west of Sydney, and uh, they've stuck Legacy Esports in there, which is a League of Legends. Uh,
3: I don't know if they quite call it the west.
1: It's, it's, I looked on the site, the uh, Wikipedia page, which is very um, uh,
3: you know, accurate usually. Sure, they call it
1: west. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yeah,
3: I guess I shouldn't say what actual suburb it's in, but.
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, anyway, but it's it's not that
3: wet. It's like Strathfield area.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, around there. Um, the reason being why they went that area is that it's, it's on the kind of the skirts of where you can get the NBN. Yeah. Uh, and that's quite important to them because having five people in a single house all doing their own thing, you, you need some sort of um, you know broadband capable of being mm. able to sustain everybody's streaming or that sort of stuff. Yeah, I can have five people streaming at once. Yeah, that's a cool thing. So they've they've hooked that up with NBN. Uh, Asus has basically decked the place out in computers all over the place. Um, they've got uh, you. You pretty much walk into the house, and on the on either side is like the broadcast room, which the guys can jump in and um, either do streaming as a team or watch replays of matches and kind of talk about you know the things that happened in it. Uh, and then they've got their own kitchen in there, which they. Um, uh, which they use quite often, apparently. Each of them cook every night rather than just buying junk food. Yeah. Um, they've got, like, a healthy food regimen going through. Uh, and then they basically, in the dining room, got uh, where they eat, and also they've got their their team set up. So all the, the computers are set up along the wall. Um, and then between, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon until about 11 p.m. at night is where, basically, they sit and play, practice... Scrim, uh, compete in tournaments and play as a team. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a different atmosphere from. I think they're coming from a. They're an internet team, which most teams in Australia are these days. They play online. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very different atmosphere getting together and playing with the same people and practicing uh, for, you know, 10 hours a day. Um, and then basically you'll go upstairs and everybody's got their. Uh, their I think one of them one of the rooms is a shared room but everybody else has their own room um there's like plaques on all the doors that kind of says like their position and uh, <laughs> their you know their name um and that sort of stuff and then you go into the room and they've all got like aces laptops set up and um their bed and uh no shit on the floor it's all pretty <laughs> it's pretty clean when we went through but mm-hmm. uh you know, it, it's all decked out and ready for them to do their own thing. That's basically where they can sit and either play by themselves or, you know, stream if they want to, um, just their own personal time, but also play if they want to, like, by themselves because you don't want to be playing with the team the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, just basically it was like a, a thing where they took us through and talked about, you know, how different this kind of will be for them and what they're hoping to accomplish out of it and what you know the benefits are already seeing um, like they talked about how even though they've only been in there for, for a month they've you know seen improvements on communication and things they're doing um, but also like lifestyle choices of the stuff in you know cooking uh, and cooking for the team um, they hired a sports psychologist to come in um, <laughs> who will be working with them and things like uh, the, the the thing that really stuck in my mind was when they said rather than um, you know after each match sit there and you know talk about kind of what went wrong what didn't get up from the computer and they go outside now and talk about it rather than just sitting in front of the pc Mm. which which makes a a big difference you know mentally for them um so just small things like that and working with with sports psychologists and and bringing their i guess expertise of what they do into to esports is kind of interesting uh yeah and then just uh you know their lifestyle is kind of like they do that five days a week but they got their weekends to themselves they can they can uh you know go about do their own things. so we were thinking about going over and partying there on the weekend but they were a bit <laughs> reluctant about that um, yeah anyway th- yeah they're good guys like i've interviewed i've spoken to them before i've interviewed them they're very smart dudes um so it's good to kind of get an inside look at what's kind of happening in esports in australia and
3: we're interviewing the lol people, is so much better than other esports people. They're <laughs> yeah, well, like, slightly media trained and they actually give answers. I will say that, and I think i
1: maybe said this before on here, but interviewing the League of Legends players these days, since Riot has been in town, is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I've interviewed League of Legends players before in the past.
3: Yeah, that's a, that interview was shithouse. <laughs> like Riot gives them a little bit of yeah, media really- training and, yeah, as opposed to... Like I had like up until then, my view of esports interviews was you know mostly mostly some young dude not knowing how to answer the questions or even provide analysis of his own play and just sort of going oh yeah oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but they give full answers
1: yeah like those guys uh, i think blizzard do a good job as well uh with with their esports people um. the
0: smart guys were good i you know what i think is actually really helping is uh the i don't know the increase in streaming i think the fact that everyone's streaming now means that a lot of these people actually have to find themselves like explaining shit on yeah camera or to an audience and so their it brand. translates yeah and yeah obviously they want to grow their brand or whatever the fuck but no just the like the act like the act of actually talking about what they're doing has increased their ability to talk about this shit significantly because yeah the smite guys were all quite good to talk to i mean they're mostly just friendly guys they've got no illusions about what they're doing either that certainly helps but uh yeah like
1: they, they seem Quite good at what they were doing, which yeah. is good. Well, what do you think, Nathan? Do you agree?
2: Absolutely. I'm um, basically. You guys have said everything that I've been thinking this whole time. <laughs> Luke already gave up the fucking seamless. No uh. more. <laughs> oh, that's all right then. Well, I'll stop being discreet about it.
0: Yeah, Luke shit all over it. He asked you what you thought of. uh <laughs> <exporting>. <laughs> He
2: was just being courteous. No, I <laughs>
1: actually thought you were back because your head kept popping
2: up. Oh, did it? It was on muted microphone. I hope there weren't any crazy cat noises coming through or anything. It's <laughs> fucking Pat, Pat, Dang, fucking that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up to crazy shit when I'm away, don't you? Yeah. To... <laughs> um,
1: but you so, didn't. You didn't go this one, Jeremy, did you? Or, or?
3: nah, because I was like, I had a week at Kotaku, okay, and um, I wanted to visit a gaming house, see what it was like. And uh, Hellions was ready, and Legacy wasn't, so. Okay. um Went to Hellions and the Hellions is pretty cool. It was like a massive tower and uh, had an incredible view um, out in that same area as Legacy is because, you know, they wanted the NBN too. Yeah, uh, yeah so it was pretty cool. Um, they have their manager living with them as well. Did Legacy have their. I don't
1: think so because they only had a, like four bedrooms and I'm pretty sure one of them was. Uh uh, there was two beds I think in one room so I right. don't know where the manager would go but uh, maybe he's outside I don't know <laughs> <laughs> in the doghouse yeah I'm not too sure maybe he do- he doesn't live too far away but
3: true yeah, well if he can do it I don't know, I think um, like with the Hellions they all had to invest personally to make it happen like even if they get their sponsorship money and prize money and Uh, the low salary and even after all that they'll still be investing personally to make the gaming house thing happen Um, I don't know what the deal Legacies
1: are the same so Asus and Legacy are both funding it Yeah. so the players chip in Um, uh, I talked to them a bit about that but I'd probably rather not go into details on here about it how exactly the costing works but yeah uh, Legacy are paying their own way as well
3: Yeah, yeah, you have to. So yeah, I mean, we're not quite there yet, but uh, it's cool. It's it's a big step. Yeah, I mean, it would be good
0: if it pays like off in actual wins, but otherwise, it's hard to know if it's actually going to be worth it. I can't understand why either team, apart from I don't know uh, closeness to Riot, I can't understand why either team would be set in Sydney. They could get a house twice the size in...
3: Oh, yeah. ...Queensland. Go rural, yeah.
0: Or fucking... Like, if go they still need the like MPN, the they could still go to <laughs> Victoria or, like, go to fucking Geelong or something, like, and they get...
3: some oh, send them rural, It could account. be a good idea. Send them to a rural town where there's nothing else to do but play lol. Tasmania. Yeah, because they
0: can't go out because all the racists will lynch them. That's a good idea. Uh, junk I don't stance. know you... if it really plays in the media the That's way that they...
3: do. it's like the only thing you send them to a ranch it's like ranch. you don't want to play All right, well you can cut that firewood like the only only other thing to do is chores Oh, like ranch chores so they're slaves Jung. <laughs> so they can <laughs> choose to play low
2: <laughs> oh
0: dear you don't have to chop wood you can play LOL for yeah. 18 hours a day.
3: And you don't eat until your KDR is 2 to 1.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh, change the topic. Yeah. We, we start to really explore the slavery <laughs> angle.
3: Jeremy, played anything else? <laughs> Junk's talking about false imprisonment again. <laughs> <laughs> um, have I played anything else? Nah, just a bit of Witness. That's it. Yeah, It's more of that. Yeah, but I'm still not anywhere close to being done. I played a bit um, with someone over here um, visiting, and I played a bit while I was over at Guy's place. And uh, yeah, surprisingly good as a co-op game. You know, I was just envisioning it as a single-player game, I play in my own time. But yeah, I'm having more fun with someone, just trying stuff out with them. Yeah, yep. but yeah. I've only done, like, I'm still only 310 panels in, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I've i played a little bit more of The Witness as well, but uh, I had st- I stole a little because my wife uh, didn't quite finish The Sand Temple and I didn't learn anything she did while she was <laughs> fucking halfway through doing it, so I can't finish The Sand Temple, so I'm not... I'm sort of at a loss, uh, so I've got to wait until she can sit down and play with me again.
1: You know what you can do? What? You can put that streaming thing on the PlayStation and I'll finish it for you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> if you do,
0: and the game doesn't blow my fucking mind... No, no, I'm just talking about sandpoint. I'm not doing oh. Empire again. Fuck that. Oh, okay. Okay, then. Maybe. Maybe we will No, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. Um... <laughs> Other games we've played, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Tell us about Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh
1: nothing much to start. on PC. We talked about it last week. Um I finished it uh, over the weekend. Um yeah, it's it's good. Uh, it's still good. I don't think it's, you know, mind-blowing as is, is the last one. Um I said this. Last <laughs> one, but, but what I will say is that I uh I did like the ending and where they kind of went with it. Um particularly like the the climax and what you kind of had to do uh i i really like those choices in games um you know you don't have to fight up oh, fucking spoilers you don't have to fight some stupid big bad thing uh you know it just doesn't make sense in games where it's like you you play this game and throughout it you're just smash smashing people and then you get to the end it's a giant fucking monster or some bullshit and you're like what the fuck where that thing come from um which is i think they did that in the last one you first like some fucking weird supernatural bullshit i sure did mm-hmm. yeah that they don't go there this time it's just a fucking normal you know normal ending and it's all cool it's good i like it um but it's still still a fantastic game looks amazing um and if you can play it i would definitely recommend it like Heath was talking about it the other night whether or not he should play it and yeah i said yeah play it for sure definitely so that's all i wanted to add is that i finished it fuck you cool uh nathan you play anything else yes
2: cool. i've played 20 minutes of unravel does that count yeah because i was going to talk about that as well
0: i was going to talk about unravel as well
2: <laughs> oh god i hope well, i hope let's, fucking and i are on the same page with this one well let's dodge then and talk about something that's all about me then talk about firewatch Woo woo! oh shit you played firewatch I have played Firewatch. That is a game that wow. is getting uh, a lot of praise on uh, Steam. W- People, when did your fucking code come through? Mine still hasn't
1: come through yet. Mine hasn't either. Wow, uh, did they just forget or something? Because it's been out all
2: day, right? Yeah. Who is who is they?
1: The I... the PR company for the fucking game.
2: All oh, right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I hit them up and said, "Hi, I'm going to do this with it, so maybe." That helped. I don't know. They replied really quickly. Yeah,
1: I got a reply really quickly as well. And then they're like, send us your details and fill out this form. And I filled it out and
2: then nothing. Oh, right. I don't even have to fill out a form. Maybe I just got the right person who's just what? like, I'm making it rain keys. Shit. I'm to keep emailing them. Mm. Because, yeah, I'd be very interested to hear everyone else's thoughts. Um, it is, as Joby predicted, a walking simulator. Mm-hmm. Although you can jog. So, Are jogging you- simulator? Is that... Is that a thing? Does nah. that help separate it from everyone's gone to the rapture? <laughs> what if you call it, like, uh, Power Walking? Power Walking Simulator? There <laughs> we go. We'll cut the difference. Nice. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's good.
1: Just don't walk too fast. We'll just go you. <laughs>
2: um, it's a it's very different game, I guess. It, um, it starts off with a kind of choose-your-own-adventure backstory, which is just walls of text with music. Um, Fuck yeah, I'm in. Which is an interesting way to start a game, interspersed with little random bits of interaction with what's happening in the present. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about that. I don't want to hear about the story. Don't tell me about the story. No, I'm not going to talk about the story. Suffice it to say, that backstory didn't come into play with my ending, really, or didn't really seem to have relevance outside of the context of why the guy was doing the job that he was doing. And there were some particular choices in there that veered away from cute and became quite like, Ugh, that's a bit ugly, Um, which kind of made it weird that you had to choose that because you only had like two choices, and then it didn't really come back to have any relevance later. Um, It took me about just shy of four hours to get from start to finish yeah so it's not a long end but that's all right i think it's priced appropriately isn't it like 18 us dollars or something at the moment yeah right that's right uh so that that's not an issue i certainly didn't have a problem with the length it didn't outstay its welcome um and nor it wasn't alien isolation my god <laughs> 20 hours and it's just like i've never wanted a game to end more than that game and i really like that game but it was just way too long way too much filler in the middle. But um, I guess if you're not talking about story like it's, it's really kind of I, I saw someone describe it as a first person narrative game I yeah. don't know if that's a real genre or it's an invented genre but I found out today that it was um, apparently written by the guy who was the main guy behind the um, Walking Dead yeah. Telltale game yeah, also, it's Telltale that's guys yeah. It's like ex-Telltale guys right? Because it's Campo Santo
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the guys that uh, were on Walking Dead. They they also do uh, Idle Thumbs podcast. Um, and okay. the art's by Oli Moss.
2: So so these guys get how to tell a story. Mm, I don't know. Do they? Maybe. No. Did you play the Walking Dead? Talk? No, I loved I loved the first season of the Walking Dead. <laughs> loved it. Oh, did you? You didn't, you didn't like
0: it. You should, you should, no, if you like, um, if you like complete cliched writing, you should check out a little show called Bosch <laughs> it's, it is uh fantastic. I've heard for just tropesing all, o- traipsing all over every single, uh, trope you've ever seen. And that's what the walking dead season one pretty much did. Oh, they're cannibals. I wonder if they're going to be cannibals up oh, they're cannibals,
2: but that was like from the, the source material.
0: Yeah. I don't care. Oh, well... I didn't like the source material. The comics aren't very good.
2: No, they're, they're very um, plot-heavy, which is a compliment. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of shit has a lot of filler these days, which frustrates me, which is ironic, because the TV show is fucking the walking filler. Right. The, the Talking Dead, which is the ultimate irony, because they have a show called that now, but it really should just be the main show, because all they do is sit around and fucking talk and do nothing. I really hate shows that don't have plot. Uh, so... I think that, like, it's a very simple story, which is fine. Uh, the characters are fantastic. The main guy's voiced by someone from Mad Men, someone Summers. I don't know his name. Sorry, guy. Uh, he's great. And Delilah, who's your boss, she's uh, in your ear all the time on the walkie talkie. She's really fantastic and, and a charming, sarcastic lady. So she's very entertaining in their kind of relationship without having ever met each other because they both work in separate parts of this national forest, is an interesting exploration, Um, but the problem is that it sets up some really interesting mysteries, Uh, some of them from very early on, uh, some of them from about the midpoint on, and my ending, which is a phrase I keep using in regards to this game, because I'm convinced there must be other endings, if only from the sheer amount of praise that's being fucking heaped
0: I've asked around and apparently it doesn't
2: Well, fuck! What are they wanking about, then? (laughs) Because the whole point of the game is not so much the gameplay that seems very secondary to the idea of this relationship that is being explored in the present between two people who've never met each other, contrasted to the backstory, which I won't give away. And there's little choose your own adventure moments within that. So you've got branching kind of dialogue options, what Joby very coolly called them, Quick Time. What was it, Quick Time Narrative? Quick Time Dialogue? Yeah. Fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Job's invested in this yeah,
3: conversation completely that's
2: great. so I, I, was, I was getting some water so was i wow so, good timing. Fuck yeah. so i just totally luked you then anyways um <laughs> so yeah you've got a timer to pick conversation options i'm not sure how much it impacts kind of like heavy rain syndrome you don't know how much something impacts if you've only done one playthrough and haven't compared notes with other people although i did compare notes with one other reviewer who had finished it and we had a, pretty much the same experience but it sounded like we had picked the same dialogue options as well (laughs) Uh, so it was like you know, okay well maybe not but there are some really compelling mysteries that are just uh, not touched I thought there might be end game in that you could go back and explore the world at the end but hitting continue after you finish the game just takes you back to the last checkpoint (laughs) which seems kind of fucking redundant at that stage Uh, especially because it's not even you're not even in an area that's the main part of where you've been playing So I think my biggest problem is that it's a game that's set up as characterization and storytelling that therefore hinges on a satisfying ending because of what it's exploring. And if it doesn't deliver that, then it fails. Mm -hmm. Like it fails to execute its intention. But everyone seems to be overlooking that. (laughs) And I don't understand why it's not important to have resolution on, uh, big things yeah I'm okay with small little mysteries and you know leaving something for the fans and I I fully am open to the idea that perhaps I did some sort of speed run this other reviewer uh, Grizz said that he finished it in three hours and I did a little bit of dawdling and got lost with some backtracking so it was four hours for me Mm. Uh, I certainly wasn't going out of my way to find shit on the side I just kind of assumed that because it was a big part of the plot some of these bigger mysteries that they would lead to resolution if it is the cop-out resolution that they give mostly towards the end um it actually doesn't make sense (laughs) right it doesn't address some of the bigger bits of evidence that you discover during the playthrough as part of the main mission Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a bit a bit frustrating i like i've i've really enjoyed it but my enjoyment was utterly dependent on the ending, providing some sort of s- answers and and satisfaction and closure on the, re- the the relationship at the very least, and it just went completely left field and not in a <laughs> not in a way that made sense or not in a way that was particularly surprising or clever. It just basically seemed to go the opposite way that I had uh, wanted it to, and by wanted it to, I mean the opposite way that I had framed my dialogue responses. Right. Uh, so it was just a bit like left you feeling a bit. and i guess if that was their intention of art then mission accomplished
1: (laughs) sounds like the same feeling i had with gone home and i guess job as well where i I was going one direction and it fucking (laughs) didn't go in that direction and i was like oh well i'm disappointed about that well like yeah i
0: i still like people whenever walking simulators come up right gone (laughs) home is still that sort of that game that I imagine that they could all almost be if only Gone Home had had the fucking guts to finish properly as opposed to fucking chickening out the way it did. And, And I think, like, so for me, every single walking simulator is sort of measured against my ideal of what Gone Home would have been if it had, like, done it properly because Gone Home did all these things it allowed you to sort of, you know it wasn't complex puzzle solving, it wasn't, you know uh, difficult to work out where to go next, it was fairly linear you were always sort of moving forward and and inevitably going to make it to the end Uh, but uh, you did still feel engaged in the game world you still felt like you were doing things and making decisions and or at least working shit out. You were the explorer, at least. Uh, it, it wasn't, you know, it was inevitable that you get to the end, but you were still necessary to get there. Which, I, like, if we talk about, you know, go on to the rapture, uh, the opposite is the case. Uh, if you weren't controlling it, if some something else was moving the camera, then uh, the game would be better off for it. And I think that's that's sort of how I measure these games. So I'll be very interested to see how Firewatch goes. Uh, if it does, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from the ending. It sounds more like it goes in a bizarre way as opposed to a um, cop-out or chicken-shit way. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes, I guess.
2: I would definitely say it was more of a cop-out and a, a chicken-shit way. Uh, but again like I keep adding these disclaimers because I, I feel like maybe they were trying to incentivize people to go off the beaten track there were certainly opportunities and missions where you could explore uh, there was even a and then, like as it jumps through days and I think it starts off with the first three days before it starts jumping ahead in weeks um, to later points in the story but there was a day an entire day where my boss said you can go and do whatever you want like go and explore and I just went nope, (laughs) I'm just going to keep going with the main mission because I was I wanted to get through it partially because um, Grizz had asked like hey what's uh, have you played it the ending was a bit, he said I wasn't happy with my ending which like made me really curious obviously because I'm like oh okay, that sounds like multiple endings and, and if it just doesn't have that and if everyone is getting the same two parts to the endings, one which resolves a mystery and one which completely cops out on everything that the game has been building up to then it's, um, shit. (laughs) Basically, it's just, like, I don't understand. Like, I I get, right up until those points, if I hadn't finished it, if I was still half an hour away from the end, I imagine that I'd have really positive things to say, except for, and I hope they've patched this, if you plug in a controller on PC, it doesn't offer prompts in terms of controller buttons. It still has keystrokes and mouse things, which... Is incredibly frustrating because they've got this kind of heavy rain esque uh, control scheme, Joby, which you'll love, where you've got to hold down multiple buttons to do things for no apparent reason because I'm guessing it adds to some sort of weird immersion and is tangible. I can't believe they didn't ship the game with like a walkie talkie or something if they wanted to go down that route. But that sucks. And also, there's a camera that you find about an hour in and it's like a disposable camera and you can take pictures of things and then it will add those pictures to your credits at the end and I think you can do some microtransaction shit and order copies of them, I don't know. But anyways it had a bug at least with the controller if not with the PC where you would hit the action button was the same as pull out your camera and take a photo button. (laughs) So you would go to interact with the very limited things in the world that you can interact with, and this fuckhead would pull out a camera. (laughs) (laughs) And so you would have to take a picture to, you know, get rid of the camera to interact with the item.
1: (laughs) It's okay, Nathan. Your guy had OCD. (laughs)
2: So, And I like felt bad because I'm like, I wonder if this camera actually plays into it somehow, whether these photos will become relevant later or the suggestions early on that you might even need to collect evidence for certain things. So I'm like, I don't want to waste these shots. But then, you know, after two or three times of doing that, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just taking a picture of this box (laughs) that I'm trying to open. Like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) And so my end of credits thing wasn't just filled with garbage pictures of nothing. It actually had like a bug where it would show... The camera in every second one instant of frame because <laughs> i don't think it was supposed to be pulling out the camera to take the pictures so there was that that uh certainly didn't add to the immersion it's pretty good i like it i'm okay. keen <laughs> but yeah uh, get a code um, and play it I've like yeah. if you've got to spare three hours or if you want to play it properly I, i've heard someone took six hours to beat it so they must have been either really thorough or, or failed orient, basic orienteering at primary school <laughs> because you you do get told places to go and you've got to use a compass and a map. Well, you don't have to, but earlier on you do to find your way because it's not an open world. Um, it's very funnily, even though it kind of, I guess, is technically sort of open. I call it Fopen. Um, but, eh, yeah. Yeah, so there's not really that much chance that you can get lost, and it also seems that a lot of roads lead back to Rome, so to speak. But go, uh, yeah.
0: In an interview with uh, GamingBolt.com, Sean Vanneman says, uh, It's not a choose-your-own-adventure in that regard, but everyone who plays the game has a totally different experience. Their relationship with Delilah is unique. They learn their own things about the story, rarely all... And there is actually a very secret, peculiar, and secret ending. Uh, I suspect only a few people will see. It's not the right ending or the good ending. It's just the consequence of an interesting choice. Maybe that's Nathan's ending. Maybe you got it. Maybe you got the sole terrible ending. Right. Or well. he, he thinks very few people will see it. Now, at the moment, a hundred percent of the people that have played it. <laughs> That we know of have gotten it, so uh, I don't know, but yeah, um, generally there aren't multiple endings, except for in one situation.
2: It would okay. be, yeah. All right. Well, if I got the peculiar one, fair enough. Yep. Uh, if I got the average one, then that's worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh huh.
2: But it's not peculiar in in. It's just stupid. Maybe like it's it is... just
0: peculiar in the sense that you would only get it if, when given the opportunity to explore wherever you like, you decided to do nothing.
2: Ah, maybe that's it. <laughs> hey, you know? But, like, it's one of those games, again, where you don't know which dialogue option or which choice will lead to something. There was, there was a moment where I said something that Delilah didn't like, and uh, she said, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And then it came up with, like, a pop-up on the screen saying, Delilah is angry with you. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's going to be that typical RPG thing of letting me know that how they feel towards me. But that was the only time that came up. So either every decision after that was fine, or that's not really a mechanic that's part of the game, or that just would happen to everyone, although there was a nicer way I could have responded to that particular situation. Mm, but she was doing something sus, so... I had kind to of go. Spoiler alert. dodgy Delilah. Oh, you were given nothing in that. But that like yeah, even that moment doesn't come back into it later again assuming that I played. But like I don't think it's unreasonable to expect the vast majority of people to just play the core campaign, huh. right? Huh. And unless they've gone out, and I certainly haven't read anything where they've said, "Go and do everything on the side, or you will miss out." Like yeah. on story, then I would have put more time into it and taken my time. And yeah, it's just it was really disappointing. Like for something that had me engaged and and certainly made me want to finish it in one sitting, and like I was really enjoying it to get to the ending and have such a kick in the nuts. Mm. Ugh, I just don't think you can do that and and get away with it and get away with it. Well, like, uh, get away without being caught on it, but, like, <laughs> I, I keep going through...
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking, what, what are you, like, the Scooby-Doo gang or something, the Mystery Machine gang or something, you know, un- unmask them. You thought you'd get away with it.
2: Well, it's just one of those instances where it makes you feel crazy because Metacritic, the user ratings, the critical ratings, Steam, it's all incredibly positive.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh... Well, that's what happens with games that manipulate people's
2: emotions. Yeah, but I was certainly part of that like manipulation up until the ending, which was just, yeah, unsatisfying. It was just garbage. It was just hollow. It was everything that was the opposite.
0: It's also the case with these games that don't have a lot of gameplay to them. People want them to like people want them to be successful people want to make them like they feel like art games they make games feel like art so they want to you know lord them they want to say they're great this is obviously heavily cynical of me but it's, i mean yeah they pretend that the emperor is wearing fancy fine new clothes uh even though that they're, they're made out of in, invisible fabric and invisible ink and invisible thread and yeah, they want to pretend that they can see the, the emperor's clo- cro- uh, clothes cause they don't want to want people to think they don't get it. It happens it's to a, a degree. Lot.
3: It's like, it's yeah. It's not even about the emperor. It's about them. It's like, what does this say about me? If I like an art game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: take unravel for example, but don't, uh, uh, well, not to, yeah. Like imagine not to take unraveled, <laughs> Imagine if uh, I don't know. Imagine if you remade Limbo, but then you added a bunch of fucking phony uh, sentimentality to it.
3: Hmm.
0: Tada! Then you wait.
1: Go. You fucking like Limbo? Huh?
0: Yeah, I do like Limbo. I liked Limbo the first time. I wouldn't. I probably <laughs> wouldn't enjoy Limbo two if it was the exact same game. But that's functionally what Unravel is. It's just Limbo. Are we I mean, going
2: into Unravel?
1: Yeah, we are. Yes. Yeah.
2: Are we unraveling Unravel? Come on, missed opportunity.
1: I. Um. You didn't see my Twitter feed this afternoon.
2: I don't Twitter.
0: Do it. Um. It was. Uh. I, I, I don't see much in this game, to be honest. I, uh. I'm. I've finished the second thing. You have to do the fucking missions in order, which is garbage. I don't know if you do. Do you? No, you
2: don't. Yeah, no, I don't you do. Know
0: you do i just finished the second one and what's the second one the beach side
2: yeah but i thought you could run over to that picture on the left up top and do that one instead
0: picture on the left up top i I swung off the ceiling fan uh up to a bunch of different pictures and i can't do any of them so maybe there are two options that you're allowed to do but
2: there are three at the beginning yeah yeah, and then well, you've sounds four. like you've found the other one. So maybe you do have to do it Oh is there four? I only saw three photos. There's okay. one further
1: on the right up on the the like lamp table or
2: something.
1: Ah. There appears to be a lot of photos.
2: That is anyway. good because I thought there was only gonna be three levels.
0: <laughs> um anyway. like 12, I, mean. well, I went I went to them and I couldn't do them, so yeah. Um yeah, I I don't know. I found it kinda
1: Hollow, yeah yeah cool okay um i agree i i i said on twitter today that i think it's an average platformer yep um it you know when you've played games like Ori in the blind forest yeah uh, which came out last year just it does things so much better in terms of puzzles um uh like the pace of the game the controls just uh this i think maybe the storytelling even just yeah, like, better all round. This is more just, like, a... It's a very pretty-looking game. Like, the art style is amazing. Uh, it is
0: gorgeous, I will give it that. It is really nice to look at. Yeah, it's,
1: it's like it's this... Soundtrack as well?
0: I, I don't think much of the soundtrack, to be honest. What?
1: It, it, yeah. To me, it sounded like the same thing that was happening the entire time. I couldn't tell.
0: Yes, but all bleeps and all bloops sound the same to you, Luke. Uh,
1: Yeah, but you're like in this world where you play this little yarn of doll thing. uh, Doll of yarn. Who walks around the environment but is very small so, you know, this, like, little big planet-type vibe where everything is quite large around you and you're jumping on furniture and going around outside and all this other bullshit. Um, Manipulating simplistic physics. Yeah, manipulating physics but solving puzzles as well but the puzzles aren't hard no they're very simple very yep. basic you tie you tie certain knots to uh pegs and you've got to join the those uh pegs together and then that makes like a trampoline or um you know you pull make uh knots on objects and pull them away or grab things push them around jump on boxes.
0: solution is almost always easier than you think it's going to be a couple of times i got stumped yeah because i'm like no no it won't be it won't be that solution because that's way too easy uh, I will try and do I'll swing here and then I'll try and jump here and then I'll swing no that's not gonna work all right fuck it let's make a brief okay well that works that's <laughs> that's terrible that's boring fair enough uh, let's move on then yeah but uh yeah
1: and that's my thing with it like it's very basic it's a very basic puzzle puzzle game platforming game yeah um, that's wrapped up in a really nice art style and that's all it is. That's all I can say that it does well, like is the art style and it's very, you know, a simple game. For me, that's not, um, you know, that's not enough. It needs to do things like I, I never, nothing ever happened towards like, oh, fuck, that's really smart what they did there. Like, that's cool. It was just like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. Like, I wasn't blown away by anything. Yeah. So, you know, and you you play a game like Ori or or uh, the other one was Rayman Legends, I gave an example of, or Rayman Origins, whichever. You play those games and it's like, holy shit, like the things they do in those games are like so much better. Um, the way they change things up and just different mechanics they introduce. It's just such a smart game. And then you play this and you're like, all right, well, it's very simple um, and there's really not much to it in terms of the, the platforming aspect. Yep. Uh, which is fair enough like that's cool but like like if I was to give it a score from what I've played I haven't played too much maybe half the game <laughs> um, yeah. which from what I've heard isn't long maybe five hours four hours mm-hmm. uh, yeah I wouldn't give it a high score as much as it's getting I'd probably give it around a five or something yeah well, Night
2: I've only played 20 minutes so oh. no I, I like was hoping that they'd be able to deliver more on the the storytelling aspect but when I interviewed the main man like last year he was very much talked around that idea and it, I just sort of went oh I don't think it's going to really have much of an emphasis on story no. at, at all so what like what you've said is correct all, all it has is a kind of mediocre um, physics based platforming puzzle thing going for it and when I was previewing it and I was getting through stuff and like the devs were like, Oh, well, you're getting through that faster than the other guys. I'm like, well, this isn't hard. Yeah. And I don't even like rate myself as someone who's particularly good with puzzle games, Mm -hmm. but it just like, because of the limited mechanics and limited way that you can interact with the world, there are only like, it immediately makes, uh, solutions seem obvious, and like you, I sometimes made them overcomplicated. But once you get the idea of, like, well, I'll try the simplest one first, yeah, uh, and it works ninety percent of the time. You're like, oh, okay, well, okay, cool. that's that. And it's cute as hell, but I don't think that that's going to get me through. Have you guys finished it? No,
1: no, no, uh, like halfway, I think.
2: I don't know. If, like, I can't imagine it's going to last that long. I mean, it's priced at what twenty or thirty dollars on Origin or something like that. Yeah. So I don't see it. Um, being a particularly long game, but I don't see that being a bad thing. I just, yeah, I, th- I think I'll lose interest pretty quickly in my playthrough with my girlfriend um, yeah. because she's in love with Yanni, but that's about it. Yeah. I, uh, I think the only thing I
0: like is the mechanic of him running out of thread. Uh, it's probably yeah, the only. Uh, intriguing or interesting mechanic in it. And uh, most of the time, the only time it... Like, the only moments where it actually impacts the game is when you're trying to get to a secret... One of the little secret buttons. Uh, You'll find yourself more often than not running out of thread and you'll have to find some way to chain yourself from... Like, sort of just find the shortest path. And that's pretty much the only time the game actually gets even remotely complicated and most of the time like pathfinding isn't really the most interesting fucking puzzle uh, <laughs> oh. p- puzzling puzzle gameplay so uh yeah it's not super engaging the um the story it does have is like s- it's held back a lot it's um it's not you know it's sort of told very uh i don't know uh absently i guess you know it's very
2: threadbare. Threadbare, bear.
0: Good one. Oh my God. Hey. Um, yeah, it is though. And um, yeah, I actually, I don't know. I don't appreciate photos of this <laughs> kids and like knowing that he put a lot of effort into it. I, I find that sort of thing like that sort of emotional manipulation that is separate from the fucking game. Um, I think I, I find it sort of gross to be honest. I find it like distasteful to for them to tell me at the start of the game that our uh, such uh, our team worked for two years on this and it's a labor of love and blah blah blah. I find that really yeah off-putting. There, uh, was, a,
2: there was a pop-up at the beginning, wasn't there? I mean, I yeah. was I came back right at the end of it. Wasn't it basically saying like we put a lot of effort into this game?
3: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> please don't criticize. Like, please...
2: Right? Like, and I I hate hearing that from triple a games that have infinitely bigger budgets than unravel when they're like just remember guys when you're reviewing this that we put a lot of time into it i'm like i don't care yeah (laughs) like you know i can put 30 hours into writing a tweet or i can put three seconds into it and i would hope that it's measured on the quality not (laughs) the time invested yeah well they put a
1: lot of time into the art
2: (laughs) like it's got that cut
1: scene at the beginning where it looks pretty fucking good but mm. that,
0: look, that looks like that's where the uh yeah but yeah no that's what i'm saying though i like i find that kind of shit unbelievably distasteful and uh it's off-putting for me like the, the it's maybe sort of yeah just sort of i don't know uncomfortable with the game from basically the get-go and uh the further in you know as you unlock uh fucking pictures in the photo album and shit that just seems that just seems worse Uh, it doesn't seem like a story about some old lady who lived on a fucking cottage in a cottage and then went to the beach one time or whatever fuck it just seems like yeah uh, we're trying to show you that real people are involved with this or some shit I don't know it's it feels really fucking sleazy
2: that's no, my no, opinion. If, if you hint at like this personal story about you know connection and lost love and you know um, families growing apart and you don't actually deliver on that in any yeah. way in terms of storytelling then it's like why would you put so much of your heart and soul into that yeah. <laughs> like just say this is a, a fucking platformer with a cute guy boom yeah <laughs> the end
3: fucking
0: like better yet right like fuck yanni right forget that get the cool spot (laughs) cool spot yeah get cool spot back back just like a fucking cool spot game
3: where's he beat holy shit you are
2: blowing my mind
3: (laughs) right and we'll just have a
0: fucking another cool spot game and i'd be way more on board cool oh, yeah.
2: spot it was cool as
1: fuck <laughs> was he the like seven up fucking yeah. mascot
0: yeah all right. we'll, go, we'll go on a mission to find the seven ups
2: i don't even want to hear if that game was bad i remember it through sweet seven up tinted glasses
1: uh-huh i
2: definitely had
1: it <laughs>
2: I, I bought it i'm pretty sure I either or maybe i rented no, it i, I rented
0: what. it i definitely rented
1: it
2: yeah i, okay. I rented it too. how do we not get given it for free considering that it was just marketing <laughs> the game
0: oh my god yeah but yeah I do have fond memories of the cool spot game
2: yeah, same, yeah. so I uh, would love to like see a dramatization or read a book about the meeting that spawned that game <laughs> that's fucking incredible I watched that um e. T., the game documentary yeah recently yeah yeah what did you think I thought it was fascinating like like how tra- they all knew it
1: was well did they know it was gonna be Shit, I can't remember. No, no,
2: no, the guys who were making it did, because he was given two months... like, two, yeah, two really To make it.
1: ...a short frame time to make it. And And
2: Spielberg was just molynewing it. (laughs) But
1: that was the problem, right? Like, everybody was telling him that the game was amazing and, like, it was the best thing they've ever seen. And so he he had... The dude making it had no fucking idea. He just thought it was all right, fair enough,
2: whatever. Um, But that was... (laughs) That was like the first time when someone's like, "We need to get a game adaptation rushed out for when the movie hits." Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's on. It's on Netflix. You can find it on there. The documentary. Yeah,
2: not not amazing, but it was certainly interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what was called though. Game was it Game On or something? Uh, oh, Atari Game Over. Yeah, that one. Yeah, nice. Basically, talking about the downfall of Atari and how they can. Um, trace it back to like et <laughs> was that the was that the documentary you're talking about
2: yeah i didn't know it was about that but like i thought it was just about the the myth of what hundreds of thousands of copies of this game cartridges of this game being put in landfill <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and, and where they found it and all this other stuff
2: yeah anyway
1: cool cool um anyway unravel. yeah i i don't know <laughs>
0: Not a fan. I can't but recommend. It. Haven't finished it, so it's a bit hard to write it off yet. Yeah, I'll keep
1: going, I guess. Um, yeah. But the direction I've seen from it at the moment, I can't. I can't recommend.
0: It's like it's made me appreciate the witness a lot more. Like I still have my. Uh, uh, I don't know I'm still not happy With the way The Witness teaches you A lot of uh, It's puzzle language But uh, mm-hmm. Fuck At least there's more to it Than some fucking vowels Which is all That Unravel Seems to have In it Is Imagine you made it a language And it was all vowels Well that'd probably Just be grunts Would it? Yeah Unravel is grunts The puzzle language Of grunts Oi Uh Oi uh. Oi Oi, Oi. E- Ooh. Mm. <laughs> no, not mm. Damn it. Anyway. Uh what else we got? Cookie clicker.
1: Cookie clicker, guess what, Job?
0: Version Breaking two. news.
1: What I have uh prestiged. What? Yeah, I'm at level one prestige. How have you prestiged? I guess I'd made enough cookies to do it. Uh
0: question? Yeah. At the start of this podcast, didn't we say you weren't going to be fucking clicking shit? No, but I haven't. It's idled past the the prestige part. You t- can't idle into prestiging. Yeah, you can. So you have to build everything again. No,
1: no, I haven't I haven't reset the game. Oh,
0: okay. But I've well, got to the a point where gun. I've prestiged. So you made a trillion cookies then.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever. You know? That's what I reckon. Whatever. Whatever. Um Yeah, Cookie Clicker version 2.0. They added three new buildings. And uh, so far, I haven't seen anything different. It seems like the same Cookie Clicker.
1: To me, it seems like they've um, dragged things out a lot. It takes a lot longer to get to certain parts.
0: Um, There's definitely that... uh, Yeah, there's a large gulf uh, in the middle of it. Because, yeah, getting through the Bank Temple and Wizard Tower, which are the brand new... Uh, buildings it's been a fucking slog
1: oh I'm past that I'm trying to get shipments and alchemy labs
0: yeah I've got my 15 shipments and uh, now I need to buy alchemy labs basically yeah. and it's just yeah ludicrous um, so yeah at the moment not a fan but I'll come back to you next week when yeah. I'm prestiged a couple of times look
1: I've only played 28 hours of it so far right
0: so um
1: we'll Let's see, see how we
0: go we'll see how I've gone stats
1: how many uh, 27 cookies? hours alright where, where are you at per second at the moment uh, 39.7 right. million I'm at 50 50.6 50. Right. right cool so anyway that's cool uh, the website just type in quick clicker yep. on google you'll find it yep if you're interested if you care at all
0: I don't know why you would um overwatch yes overwatch is back as of today yes it's Uh, in beta right yep it's still in closed beta so if you haven't been told that you're in the closed beta you are not in the closed beta blizzard is not giving out keys yeah you do you get a key uh email fuck i haven't got an email yet you could ask battle uh blizzard for access um you could most people don't get to do that but um (laughs)
1: most people yeah
0: yes uh, so it's back I talked to Jeff Kaplan last week the game director about what they're changing they've added two new maps uh, and both feature a new mode and it's basically King of the Hill Um, it's an interesting mode it is basically two and out so first to two uh, and the game is over there's three different areas so I've only played one of the new maps once and I've been playing the game all fucking day uh, it's worse than trying to play Yoss in Rainbow Six. Um, it's that uncommon, but uh, yeah. At this point, yeah. Uh, the one time I played it, my team we won the first two areas, so I never even got to see the third area. Huh. I tried to tell my teammates to stop winning on the second area so that we could go to the third, but uh, they wouldn't wouldn't do it. They just wanted the victory. Um, what else did they change? They've made some like balancing edits. Uh, to their heroes, uh, they uh, change the progression system so that now you unlock um, loot boxes when you level up and stuff, and you'll be able to buy those loot boxes with real money later on, which I think is a uh, interesting tactic considering the game is going to be a full price game. But it will be all uh, cosmetic shit. So loot boxes will be a cosmetic stuff only. So it's probably not going to be that big a deal. Um, but yeah, just something to, I don't know, keep in the back of your mind there. And uh, the other thing is they introduced a new wave of players to the beta as of today. A brand new, you know, huge wave of players oh, got in uh, and all of them are idiots and none of them know how to play the game and it is a fucking nightmare to play right now with people just you know you you're the tank and you're tanking up all the damage and you're doing your fucking best and at the end of the game it'll tell you again oh time spent on an objective number one in your team well of course i was because I'm the only one actually playing the fucking objective. I wonder if I was getting any heals. No, we didn't have any fucking healers the entire fucking game. Or you know, you'll be the tank, and then some other dude will change to tank uh, a tank character halfway through, and so you'll change to a healer, and uh, then he'll change away from the tank because he doesn't like it. He doesn't. He's not doing enough damage. So basically, at the moment, it's uh, me as a tank, and five people going either Farrah Reaper or uh agent 76 or whatever the fuck his name is uh just damage dealer guys trying to do as much damage as they can because they think it's fucking i don't know quake or some shit and they're all fucking craptastic at the game as well which doesn't help um and on the other team uh so that'll be my team five morons and and me and on the other team it'll pretty much just be uh i think esports pros who have been playing the game since uh, day one, or maybe QA testers for Blizzard. I'm not sure, but uh, we just get bot blasted over and over again while no one on my team attempts to do anything with the fucking objective. It's pretty good. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, definitely not going to wait a week while people work out how the fuck to play. That's not going to happen. Don't worry about that.
1: Anyway. Cool. Sorry, I was emailing Blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like where how can I how can I get this please anyway solid focus solid focus uh yeah
0: um I would very much like to play with some people who I can talk to like me yeah yeah Nate. Nate's in it should I
1: CC you in on this email
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you have to hang on no oh Nate's gone again fuck yeah that's right he had to bail for 30 minutes Well, we're probably going to be ended by the time he gets back. Um, That's cool. Because now it's time for Rainbow Six Siege. I've got nothing else to say about Overwatch.
1: Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Um, Yeah, Siege. What did you want to talk about with Siege? I I guess the new um, (coughs) operators were unlocked today for everybody.
0: For everybody, yes. But they've been unlocked for a week. And I'll tell you what. Frost is fucking amazing. Yeah. She's amazing.
1: Did we talk Uh, about it last
0: week or... A little bit. I think I'd gotten... I'd been walking into a lot of traps. We'd played
1: Tuesday. We we talked about it Tuesday. (laughs)
0: Uh, but... What the fuck was that?
1: It was J-Ro. Uh-huh. Um, was it out by Tuesday? Or it had just come out or something?
0: Yeah, I think it had just come out. Um, I, uh... I've been playing a lot of Frost. Basically, I try to click on Frost immediately and snag that and, uh... If I can, then, uh, yeah, I'll um, I'll play as her every single time. Um, she's spectacular. Her traps are uh, hilarious. Um, but they're also, like, they do what CapCans traps do in that they uh, provide information to players as they move around. Like, So you can always tell that a player is in a certain area if they shoot out one of your traps. So it gives you a certain amount of information, which I think is a fantastic way to uh, build a, a character, while at the same time really punishing uh, players when they when they stuff up uh, and walk into one of their traps. Like it's not just it's not an instant kill like Capcan is. It's just an utterly embarrassing mistake because you get trapped and you go down you have to ask someone for help it's not like you're dead immediately uh you have to ask someone to come help you and they come help you back up uh and uh yeah uh hopefully you don't walk into another trap hopefully you start looking on the ground um the trick with her is to put the traps in places that people don't expect you know uh to try to you, what you're trying to do is uh, put it in a place where a player either won't be looking will be too interested in what's going on up above uh, to look down or in an area where they don't have a lot of choices but to walk into the trap so uh, I like to put it behind deployable shields especially deployable shields that have been stuffed in the into doorways uh otherwise i try to find dark spots in a map and what i'm not trying to find you're not trying to find the main thoroughfare that people walk down because people always see that shit what you're trying to do is uh you're trying to find that what is going on sorry is that noisy yes it is
3: (laughs) i just got indian
0: oh okay cool um what you're trying to do is uh put it like say you've got a room that you know people will be going through so instead of putting it on the game trail so to speak uh, that people will run through what you want to do is put it opposite a door that you know that sort of has poor lighting in it that you know someone will sort of strafe around to the door and peek and they'll peek at the door and they might back up to get a, a decent angle on something and when they back up, they'll back up into the trap that they haven't been looking for and snap. And as soon as it goes, if you know where all your traps are and you can see two of your traps, you know exactly where they are. Were you in the game, Luke? Was it Was it you in the game or was it Nate? I think it was last night. And uh, right? uh, the trap went down. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it must have been Nate. And... Uh, Nate was on the cameras. It was in the uh, chalet, upstairs, on the cameras, and uh, we uh, th- the trap went off. Nate could see them, and they both, like two of them, tried to help this one dude back up on the frost trap. And Drew and I like ripped down separate doors and sprinted to go own these guys. And when we got to the f- around the corner, yeah, we just unleashed like it's both of us an entire clip at all these guys trying to get the three kills that were well and truly up for grabs here Uh, I think uh, Drew got two of them and I got one Dre Dre uh, Dre Dre three Uh, yeah but like it's just a full-blown like hilarity simulator it's fucking spectacular because people just lose their like they lose their fucking minds around this shit They, they stop thinking properly they stop thinking about this the way they're supposed to they're like yeah, no, we got to get him back up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about whatever else is going on. We'll just get him back up. It's fucking spectacular.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it wouldn't work as well in, uh, I don't think, ranked, because you don't get uh, a yeah, notification no. that something's happened. Yeah. You need it in a line of sight situation, like in a room. You can um, still hear it. Uh, you can still hear it pretty well.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, but in ranked, I mean, the cameras would have been down anyway, and, like, yeah, lots of lots of different things would have gone on. But... Even still, like, uh, yeah, you want to be close enough to it so that even if they shoot it out with their silenced pistol, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: which I presume they've got a silenced pistol. um, Yeah, even if they shoot it out with a silenced pistol, you can still hear them do it because otherwise it doesn't serve its main purpose of providing you information as to where they're going. Yeah. Uh, Because it's not about area denial because it doesn't like it doesn't serve that purpose well enough Uh, it's like it's not about stopping people from getting in places because it's too easy for people to dismantle it so yeah you need it more like if you're gonna get attacks with it if you're gonna get the them to get tracked by it then it's gotta be about them actually backing into it it's gotta be ambush shit not actual front on attack shit And so, the main way it's used is to give you information, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Yacht, uh, still haven't played it enough, despite it being a week since we played it, since the patch came out. i played it once. Um, i played it, I don't know, six or seven times now. But, yeah, not enough to really understand it. It's got some interesting areas. It's got some super shitty areas. Um, So... Yeah, it's going to take some time before I properly understand it. Uh, what do you think of Buck?
1: Well, I don't have the, the operators. Oh, yeah, I have them. Uh, right. I, for me, um, I don't know. I, like I've, I've talked about this previously. I just don't see the point of him. Yep. Um, from like he just seems a bit redundant because we've got Ash who can. Well, basically, I think that Ash is now redundant because Buck does what Ash does but better. Uh,
0: I don't think... Well, Buck can't take out a castle window as easily, can he? Doesn't he take it out in one hit? Not one hit, I don't
1: think. I thought that's how it worked. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, I thought it was one hit for some reason.
0: Hmm. Um, okay, I'm not sure. Um, I thought it was a couple of shots. If it is one hit, then yeah, uh, that sort of makes Ash kind of pointless, because his I think his gun is better than hers, personally. Uh, I like his gun more Uh, and the utility of having a fucking shotgun underneath like when you run out of ammo is spectacular uh, because you're rolling in with three fucking guns yeah, that's definitely something but um we try it after this (laughs) oh yeah um yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, it's a good question.
1: It's something to think about. I hear that uh, the shotgun on Frost is is pretty good. Oh my god! It's,
0: I mean, it's a combination of the the shotgun being good and her other weapon being spectacularly awful. Because it's got about half the rate of fire of every other SMG in the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it does more damage, but that's fucking pointless on an SMG. You, you just don't need it. Uh, but this shotgun, yeah, it just blows fucking holes and shit. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a heavy duty weapon, and because she needs like she can, she has roaming abilities. She's got medium speed and medium armor, so she's able to move about. Uh, but because of the, the way her traps work, you're better off staying close by, uh, and because of that, yeah, thanks to that, you wind up. Just putting chunks, taking chunks out of people, you know, and that's that's pretty good. It's good fun. Um, I've gotten a couple of two kills, one shots with the shotgun. Uh, just the spread on it is nice enough that you can get away with that on a couple of occasions. Yeah, uh, but most of the time it's it's more a case of uh, yeah, just putting bullet like putting holes in walls and fucking people up.
1: Yeah, good times. Yeah, we should play. <laughs> <And laughs>
3: I'm gonna just- jump
1: on later and, and buy those characters with money oh, yeah. now. I assume you've got the money. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, anyway, is that it? I believe it is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, yeah, cool. that's all I can think of. Anyway, uh, news, news, doom is uh we have a release date for doom and that is may 13th which is quite soon
0: the yeah that is pretty pretty soon year. um i'm excited i'm excited but tentatively excited i want it to be good but you know i worry i guess i, I just worry about id releases
3: now
1: yeah like I don't
3: trust one bit sorry i don't trust him one bit that's yeah. they do the same PR thing every time from the creators of Doom from the people who started the FPS genre yep. and they act like we owe them something they act like we owe them like ch- checking out their game because of their pedigree mm-hmm. but I think that's been long gone I think they've been shit for a while so they got yep. something to prove yeah I think the
1: what uh, Bethesda did with Wolfenstein gives me a bit of hope because uh, that was amazing, but like there's bits of, that I've seen from Doom that look alright. Like it looks it looks like a stupid shooter. Yeah, um, it doesn't seem like they're going for some amazing story. Uh, the things they're doing the multiplayer look interesting. Yeah, with that uh, creation tool they're using.
0: So, yeah, you know, yeah, multiplayer interests me a lot more than single player. But uh, multiplayer is going to have to be properly special if it's gonna. Grab me, single player. I, I I'll play. Just out of course, I think, but uh, hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, hopefully it's just a sort of. Hopefully it's more brutal Doom than Doom Three. You know, that's what I hope. Anyway, uh, still May 13 i uh, I'm amped. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, tentatively <laughs> though. Tentatively though. Yeah. Uh, I agree, John. Like, yeah, I think they have to prove themselves. hmm. Yeah.
3: There's still a lot of people that won't have been keeping tabs that will um, go, oh, Doom! Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like, dudes, if you've been paying attention, <laughs> Doom is actually a cause for worry now, not. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. No, John Carmack? Yeah.
1: He's gone. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, is a Forbes interview with uh, the lead writer of Titanfall who uh, talked about Titanfall 2 Uh, and it looks like that is going to be a while off still they're talking about uh, between sometime next year maybe looks like Uh, it's still a year or two away so it'll be a while to wait. but the interesting thing is they they said they're working on a TV spinoff yeah um, and a single player campaign yeah
0: that neither of those things fill me with hope
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of... What was that other game that they tried to do a, a spin-off TV series? It was like an MMO. Like Defiance. Something. Yeah, Defiance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that lasted very long.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe
1: yeah. Activision... Not Activision. Is it an Activision game? Who's Titanfall? Uh, EA. EA. A- okay, maybe EA will throw a bunch of money at it.
0: Well, I guess, you know, it is one of those you know markets that they want to be on top of especially now that activision has its own tv studio and whatever right do they uh yeah yeah activision has a tv studio for <gasps> or a movie studio a film studio for making tv and film projects okay so uh, if they're moving in that direction then ea might want to
1: be in that space as well yeah well what ubisoft's doing it yeah absolutely they've got Michael Fassbender in um Assassin's Creed um there's supposed to be a, a Splinter Cell game a movie that I think Tom Hardy was tied to at one stage but isn't anymore yep. he's not okay he was um yeah it seems like they're just gonna push out a bunch um, you know World of Warcraft the film it's a the direction they're going with it at the moment anyway um yeah, nothing too much from there but Yeah. still. Like hopefully they'll do a better job at the game this time around. I like to see them do more um Yeah, more with the the choices of what you can who you can use and kind of put more skills and abilities behind each of the heroes rather than have like a half sort of MOBA thing going on, but yep. not really too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then don't fuck it up by putting in weird cards. Or card systems like Halo did. Anyway, um, divi- the division is having another open beta, which is next weekend. Yep. and that, well, this will be an open beta, sorry, not a closed beta. Yeah. So, uh, what they're doing with this one is a, a new mission, and they're changing up. I think some of the the drops and the way that works. Is that right? I'm not sure. I didn't see this you're the one who wrote it I read something about them changing a few things Um, apparently they fixed the cheating problems I don't know how they've done that but this was on a blog post on on Reddit yep Um, would you jump back in job at all or not like I'm not sure I will jump back in to see if they've
0: done anything to fix the dark zones I think it is critical that they fix them but at the same time uh, I'll probably play it, and I think I'll if I if I play it, I'll probably play it on PlayStation to sort of separate it from PC. Yeah, yeah, to make it a sort of less like serious pursuit, something I do every now and then, as opposed to something I get stupid about.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair enough.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> uh, Jung you jump in. Uh, probably be busy to be honest. Okay, don't do that. I mean, I want to, but <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have the time. Yeah,
1: that's fair enough. Okay, uh, Blizzard turned 25 this week. This week? This week, yes. I don't know if it was this week, but they've been yeah. sending emails to everybody about it. Uh-huh. That's a long time. Uh, I looked at their list of games, and I played... The first one I played was Lost Vikings, which yep. was, I think, their third game they released. And then after that was Warcraft which is I think two games later or three games later and then from then on I've played every other game since which is nuts because that's like 28 different games Yeah, that's um, a lot of games and, well, expansions what, and what's
0: the, the worst, worst one that you played
1: the worst one yep. shit I'd have to bring up the list um, maybe the Lost Vikings one of those games face I don't know uh, let me check what, what's the worst game you've played <laughs> um,
0: didn't they do some fucking racing game uh, rock
1: and roll racing that's
0: not it no um, Genesis I liked, I, I liked rock and roll racing um, uh, I have no uh, idea I don't uh, know why I asked Jump racing. what was the worst one you played <laughs> while well, we the try worst. to save this stupid fucking question I asked the worst yeah. one yeah oh man fuck i know what i've got one for Uh, you what's the expansion what's this (laughs) expansion after (laughs) wrath of the lich king because what mr pandaria
3: yeah yeah that's the worst one i played what was the one before wrath of the lich king uh burning crusade yeah burning crusade yeah really oh oh crazy that's the one that made me quit yeah
1: Uh, I'm going with Diablo 3 original release. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Vanilla Diablo 3. Vanilla
0: Diablo 3. Good answer.
1: (laughs) From what I've played.
0: Uh, Nice. Um, The Death
1: and Return of Superman was one of their games. What? Uh, (laughs) Was that that the side-scrolling one? Yeah, it was.
0: Uh, um, All right. We got some emails. And we have to draw our competition this week, don't we? Um, Do we? Okay, sure. Yes, we do. Do we? Yes, we do. Do we? Yes, we do. Do we?
1: Yes. Are you sure? We do. John, do we?
3: Um, Yes,
1: we do. Oh, we do. Okay, Nathan? Yes, we do.
0: Ah, nice. Uh, Okay, Mark writes in. (laughs) Hi, Gapsters, Loving the Skype pool idea. Hopefully, we'll allow for more guests from all over Australia. Maybe Heath? to be on your illustrious podcast no i just wanted to chat about rise of the tomb raider having struggled through tomb raider on my macbook i was super excited to play rise of the tomb raider on my nice new gaming rig let me tell you guys it is beautiful and the sound design is stunning it's improved on the first game in the series in all the right ways making you actually think about hunting and doing it just because you can is great The puzzles are more interesting but not frustrating, allowing quick retries and helpful hints through audio and the Hunter vision. This game should have been up for game of the year last year, but I hope you guys still consider it for 2016's game of the year. I've seen Luke playing it. What do you think of it? It's an early goatee contender in your books. Thanks. Hark. I am actually super keen to play it because all I've heard is good things, but uh, except for this week when Luke sort of shit all over it, earlier. I didn't
1: shit on it. I just said that uh, it's good, but my expectations were a lot higher because of the things other people were saying. Right? It's um, yeah, because I think I liked the last one so much, it wasn't uh, such a big leap in terms of what it did new. Like it improved on on a lot of things and uh, fixed certain areas, but uh, you know, I, like I said last week, it wasn't an Uncharted to Uncharted two type jump for me. It was, um, yeah. It was. It's an awesome game. It just uh, didn't blow me away as much as what I expected it to.
3: Yeah, Zhang jung, any thoughts? I haven't really um, paid too much attention to it. Like I, I put it on my list of most anticipated games. Yeah, yeah. I think there's no way it's going to be bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I'll play it, and you know, it's definitely got the potential to be a gutty. But yeah. um, we'll see. Nice, uh, cool, Nathan.
0: Perfect. Uh, That's what I thought. Mr. Swift writes in, Hey, Gap Crew. Really enjoyed the discussion last week on the Hall of Fame, so I figured I'd ask another one. If you had the option to pair up any one game designer with an existing franchise, which combination would you choose and why? For example, I'd be pretty interested in seeing what Hideo Kojima could do with Deus Ex. I think Suda51 could make a really crazy Devil May Cry game. What do you guys
3: think? Pseudo on a Devil May Cry game—that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. I, I, I'd love. To,
0: I'd love to play it. To be honest, I mean, I think Devil May Cry was like. It's always sort of felt like that. Sort of one of like w- what could be one of his games, anyway. But oh, uh, he's sillier. Yeah. He's yeah, he could. He could take it in a really awesome
3: direction. Devil May Cry games take themselves a little more seriously. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, um, but yeah, it would definitely be interesting. Um, I would s- make-
0: I'd attach Clint Hawking to uh, the Far Cry franchise. Wait, didn't he make a Far Cry? Didn't he make Far Cry 2? Yes. <laughs> And and then he'd make another one. He'd make Far Cry 5 like Far Cry 2, and that'd be
3: amazing. It'd be amazing. uh, I'd take Miyamoto, and I'd put him on a a new Star Fox game just so that game gets made. uh, Is he not working on the one that they're currently working on? I
0: don't know. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with that game?
3: Luke? Uh, Or I could take the... um, just to just to guarantee it gets made, yeah. Um, uh, Last Guardian. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. I reckon he because that that game looks like it's pretty core cool platforming. I reckon he'd have some pretty interesting vision to bring to it.
3: Yeah, I think he'd definitely understand it. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, else? Luke?
1: Me. Um, hmm. I am not too sure. What about if I'm just thinking about the people that I've I've met? What if Sid Meier made like a Command and Conquer game? <laughs> it'd be turn based. Turn based. You
0: yeah. think? Yeah. <laughs> and it teach you all about the units.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah. You'd- You'd have, like, one unit per tile, which would quickly clog up the entire game board because they still wouldn't know how to get past a sandbag wall. A sandbag wall.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. I'd have uh, Peter Molyneux work on Metal Gear Solid 6. Because that way I'd know to never buy it. See, Konami's going to bring out Metal Gear Solid 6, and I'm going to yeah. be like, oh, maybe I should get it. But if Peter Molyneux was at the helm, I'd be like... Fuck that bullshit. Like, I already know, I already personally know what's going to be bad if they make Metal Gear Solid 6, but mm. with Molyneux at the helm, I'd be guaranteed. It's genius.
3: <clears throat> hmm. I could get uh, David So the designer behind Chess 2 to oh, yeah. go to. Oh, yeah. It
0: could be interesting. Just so you could see him what blow his brains out. I just want to see what he would do. See if you could actually put something together. Well, I think you did a good job with chess too. I I agree, but I mean, Go is a whole different animal, isn't it? Mm. Didn't oh, didn't like uh, didn't some supercomputer
3: beat a human at Go? Yeah, and it happened a lot sooner than we thought it would. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty interesting. It's a big step in AI. <clears throat> it is, yeah.
0: Mm. Um, and uh, th- thank you for the email. Uh, now we are going to do the competition. Uh, so I have actually I previously uh, gone through and picked my favourite entry. Uh, only one person can win, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I'd get them to do checkers too,
3: because checkers is easily solved. Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too simple. So yep. what if he could make a better version of that? That would
0: be actually that'd be actually really cool. Yeah, 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 I like that. Um, So the winner is uh, Cameron His entry is uh, So the question was uh, What should have won Game of the year And we wanted the most Entertaining answer Um, And you had to follow us On Twitter And uh, he's fulfilled All of these Requirements He says Batman Whoa Batman Batman Arkham Knight. We are disqualified already. Pure immersion. <laughs> Frame rate <laughs> drops, glitches, undrivable Batman, Batmobile and predictable story made me feel like I was living the nightmare the Scarecrow unleashed. <laughs> and uh, that was a really good answer. Um, what we'll do is uh, we'll email you and we'll get that out to you hopefully sooner than the last one.
3: That's the meta story.
0: Yeah. Just tripping on Scarecrow. Super Meta.
3: If that was a troll
0: I um, and we'll us. do a new competition next week I believe the the third of our three competitions that we're yeah. doing
1: we as to give away
0: sponsorship with Plantronics so yes if you didn't win before then uh, you can still enter again and uh, possibly win some sick headphones from Plantronics which is cool uh, but that I think does it uh,
1: did Nathan make it back before the end uh, maybe he might. Uh,
0: no, no. We're ending now.
1: Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can email us at thegapodcast at gmail.com if you want to send in emails like, uh, like Cameron. Was it Cameron? Oh. Uh, Mr. Swift and uh, Mark this All right. week. That's what I said. Good questions. Good questions. Um, you can do that or you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegapodcast. We're at twitter.com slash podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store under The Gap or The GA Podcast where you can rate and review us as well. Um, and we're on thegapodcast.com for our website. We can keep up to date with what's going on over there, which I um, haven't updated my own stuff for a while. So I got to get on top of that because um, yeah, people do click on those things. I do see a lot of, like I, I do on. hardware reviews a lot for Survival. I, I have did last year and People fucking click on those things somehow. I don't
0: know. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, uh, I'll do my bit as well. I've been pretty slack. I've been doing some work over at RedBull.com. Uh, I'm now, uh, yeah, as of last week, actually uh, the eSports editor at Red Bull, which is cool. Um, so I've done some stories for them, Overwatch, Rainbow Six, stuff like that. Uh, I've got more stuff coming. Yeah. Um, Red Bull just signed the uh, Chiefs, League of Legends mm. team. That's cool. Okay. So uh, I'll be talking to them pretty soon as well, which is cool.
1: When do we start playing Dota so you can start learning some real esports? Ooh. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, so
0: that's cool. Uh, there was something else I was going to say. Who cares? Hey, you he made it <laughs> back in time! Told you. I
2: speed. I yeah. speed like a motherfucker.
0: Oh, that's what—that's exactly what I was going to say. I—I—I uh, I, I got my P plates. I'm 32 years old. Ah, hey, I got my P plates. Uh, oh, can okay. I, can I share with you all the secret of my success? It was my oh, first thanks. attempt, by the way. Uh, what you do is you go online and you find <laughs> the uh, the assessors, the RTA assessors' guidebook, mm. and it tells you exactly what they're marking for. Cool. It's, it's basically a cheat book. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's that's how I did it. Sure. Uh, it's it's actually Like once you get past the nerves, if you know how to drive, if you functionally know how to drive, yeah. uh, it's literally just theater. It's just a case of making sure you turn your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, like, why do like, you want to uh, drive? Yeah. Hey. Why do you want to drive? Uh, when I steal loose car, I want to <laughs> have at least a moment's respite before they work out. No, I'd never be able to drive uh hey, nah, Luke's car. I'd fucking Yeah, I'd crash. It's too much car for you. It is way too much. The fucking the car I was doing the test in was too much car for me. <laughs> and a fucking two liter two liter engine. And it was like it was trying to fucking take off or something. What's going on? It's crazy. Um but yes, uh no, uh going up to fuck like a month from now, I'm going up to far north Queensland and uh going to drive around and see some coral and shit.
3: Cool. Yeah.
1: In the water, you don't need a license for that, I don't think. No, if you're driving the car in the water, you do. Oh, why would you do that? for? that's a bit strange. You need a car boat license.
0: Oh, are you are kidding? Shit. I didn't get a car boat license.
3: Yeah, better go ahead and get your L's for driving the car in the water. Damn uh, it. Maneuver through uh, different bits of coral. Yeah. Are
2: you hiring a car, Jemmy?
0: No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, my wife's family all lives up there and so we're just going to borrow one of their cars.
2: Oh, they got a car? Hey. they got autos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So already sussed it out. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. So seriously though, I I went and got my L's on the uh, 23rd of December and uh, yeah. It's, it's just a case of doing the test. But uh, after you're 25, you don't even have to wait the 12 months or whatever. So once you get the assessor's guidebook, that's the trick guys. That's the trick.
1: Yeah. Word. Anyway. Um, yeah, as I said, you can find, I said Joe, Joe already mentioned what he's going on this week. Nathan, what what do you got happening this week? Anything exciting? Anyone can find you on magazines or I don't know.
2: Um, I should have, I guess that division thing will be out soon in game informer. Uh, there's also a bunch of content you can see of mine going live on the PC PowerPlay website, and there possibly might be a story on IGN about how Rogue One might be able to save Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Say it with a straight face. It's written and it's submitted, and it it's a compelling goddamn argument, and you should read it.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to see how you do this one. You're like fucking Jeff Winger or something.
2: I am. Hey, that's good. Uh, I don't
0: believe what you say, but I want to hear it anyway.
2: Yeah, and then you feel compelled to, like, believe it afterwards. (laughs) This is the important part of the formula, Joby. (laughs) It's that uh, I can put charisma in writing. No, not really. I just know how to make an argument.
1: (laughs) Cool. Uh, Jeremy, what have you got going on? Anything exciting? No, nothing really. All right, cool. (laughs) No, the end. (laughs) Yeah. You've been putting stuff on Kotaku, haven't you?
3: I had a week at Kotaku recently, but, um, uh, nah, not, uh, not since, um, I've got some stuff coming up in Game Informer, but that won't be for a little bit, um, and, you know, I'm doing my own stuff. I'm doing one particular thing, which, um, you know, I'm trying to sell around, so we'll see if I can make noise about that soon, if I find it at home, but, um, nice. yeah, Actually, I'm doing a couple different things that I can't talk about, so... <laughs> Yo,
1: International
3: sorry. Mystery Secrets.
1: Sorry. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, I, I'm i on, uh, I guess, deviber.com. You can find uh, my my feature or news article on the uh, Asus Gaming House, which I, I put up this week, or Steve put up this week. Oh. Um, otherwise, you can find me at uh, twitter.com slash lukelaurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. Um, Job's on Twitter as well at Joby Jojo yep Jung's on there under the Junglist oh yeah and Nathan's under there under Nachos Justice
2: the most active Twitter user that ever was
1: <laughs> yeah you need to settle down on there man yeah no, I'll stop causing problems tweeting yep. every five seconds alright uh, we're going to end this show now but until we're going to Deadpool tomorrow night is that tomorrow night yes yeah, it, it is, is. Oh, are you excited
3: Yes. Yes.
2: I've already seen it. Have you? Yeah. Okay. But I'm excited to see it again. I'm excited to put money into um, an R-rated comic book movie for starters, but also one that is very good.
1: Oh, cool. That's good. That's that's what I like to hear. Good, 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 good.
2: Awesome. Are we doing chicken tomorrow?
0: Was it the plan? Yes. Yes. Incredible chicken.
2: But everyone should go see it anyway. Go see Deadpool. Go buy a ticket even if you don't want to see it, and because the Hollywood needs to know that these types of things can be successful nice um, yes. don't go dread on us you motherfuckers and that yeah. I mean audiences who didn't buy tickets to go and see dread I bought like a fucking
1: premium ticket to see that because we went and saw um, Carl Urban, Carl Urban out Popcorn
2: Ta- how good was that
1: fucking awesome yeah.
2: that was amazing uh, yeah. yeah Popcorn Taxi may it rest in peace that was uh, that was a good night yeah it was it was awesome yeah you hung out with him right no no I didn't get to do that oh, unfortunately okay well we did
1: you <laughs> did no, no. Uh. I just tell everybody we did
2: <laughs> we were close enough to have <laughs> hung out we, we shared a room with him <laughs> yeah and hundreds of other people but sure. fuck those guys yeah anyway uh, thanks for
0: joining
1: us yep we'll be back next week with more Firewatch
2: but oh yeah. yeah play it <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts